0: And gentlemen, how are you doing? Welcome to another fine edition of Weekly Game Chat. This is episode number 370. And of course, Weekly Game Chat is a podcast about video games. But not only is it that, it is the world's greatest podcast about said video games. We're very happy you found us uh, wherever you downloaded us from. We appreciate it. This is just a reminder. We do stream this recording live on Twitch.tv. If you're familiar with Twitch, you can simply just search Weekly Game Chat and you'll see our, our wonderful faces made for radio, or in this case, podcast. Shout out to the Twitch chat that's already here, and uh, they're welcoming us with open arms. Uh, so hello to you guys and gals. Uh, my name is Sean, and uh, I got two other folks here. Like always, we we tend to do this together.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs>
0: One was stuck in the corporate world, and I'm sure he loved that, and another one was being Sound Guy of the Year prior to the beginning of the show, and of course, I'm talking about John and Chris. John, how are you doing, buddy I really um if you if if the two of you can see what I see
2: right now, yeah <laughs> you would you would have it out, you'd yeah, be touch, you'd be touching it, yeah, um, nice. The keyboard. Yeah. Uh but this uh think uh ladies and gentlemen, the the uh the tardiness uh is on is on me. I was uh I was stuck in the corporate world for a 30-minute meeting that lasted 45 minutes. So well here here's what's the deal on
0: corporate world. Here's the deal. Only the Twitch community knew that there was any lateness. Now the entire podcast community knows. Hey, we uh full disclosures. We are an open book. Um, <laughs> So we,
2: we we need to get all we need to get the truth out there because the truth it, can set you free. But it, um, yes. I, I I contemplated um, I was looking at the calendar today and I contemplated just coming home and catching that meeting at home because I have everything I need to do that meeting at home. And I was like, Nah, I'll just hang out. It's just a thirty You're minute. Fine. It's just, it's probably fine. Probably fine.
0: You're not no wrong. <laughs> I see what I did there. Uh, and uh, he's smiling. He's ready to do this. Trust me. He started getting ready for this show at about 2.15 today. His name is Chris, and he is the producer of the decade. What's up, Chris?
3: First off, if you want, I can <laughs> delay the release of this to like 10 a.m. tomorrow morning so everyone gets the full experience of where the hell is the episode, no matter where they caught it. That would be funny. Uh, but the other thing, you know, I get made fun of. But last week, I did not check every little bell and whistle. And then you can't things- win. Yeah, things didn't go right. What happens? I get ridiculed. So today, I'm checking <laughs> bells and whistles like a responsible producer, and yeah. I'm getting lit up by Sean as I do it. You can.
0: <laughs> People who hang out with us, they realize quickly you just can't. You can't win with us. It doesn't matter. Right. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, this is a uh, this is the intro portion of our show. This is kind of what we do for the first few minutes or so before we go into a topic. Uh, I do want to say what's up to Psycho. Haven't seen you in chat in a while. Um, Great cacti. What is up? We are doing okay. I gotta be honest though. I got a little case of the. uh, I got tired, so I made some coffee before this show. You really were. You were fading. It's it's kind of a weird time to make coffee. We record usually between five thirty and six on you know our Tuesdays. I got a friend who's like you know if you drink coffee at around no later than seven, you should be good. Um. But I was just like, yo, let's just make some coffee. I didn't want an energy drink. I just wanted some coffee. And if you're on Twitch, you can see my very fancy PlayStation mug that's kind of holographic-ish. Nice. Holographic. I had this in a box forever and never used it. <laughs> um, and then one day I just decided to, I was like, it's just going to stay in a box. You like coffee, drink out of it. You just ruined it. You just, you just pulled a Chris with Funko Pops possibly i've got a zelda cup that's still in a box (laughs) (laughs) and i'm almost sure this cup actually says don't use in the dishwasher guess where i use it it? does it really it might i I got coffee in it
2: so many things that you don't a lot of those novelty mugs that you find in gamestop they say that crap yeah it's It's because they don't
0: want you to they're they're like literally not multi-layered they're just like hey there's an icon printed on here it will fade you know (laughs) it will fade
2: So when you have a channel in your Discord that says crazy coffee time or cozy coffee time, that literally means you drink coffee?
0: No, it's a morning. Yeah, my personal chat uh, in Discord says cozy coffee time, and that's in the morning.
2: I didn't know that you literally drank coffee. I think it's the first time I've ever seen you drink coffee. Sip it again.
0: Do it again. Okay, I'll do it again for you. But yeah, Chris is the only one that hangs out in the morning uh, that usually doesn't Go slow, go slow.
1: Okay, are you ready
3: for this? You ready?
1: Um,
0: Ooh, look at that. Oh. Oh. This,
3: there you go. There's that radio quality right there. Ah, there
1: it is.
0: <laughs> there it is. But yeah, once again, this is our intro. Um, and you know, some, some of you, when I said, hey, I'm drinking coffee and you knew that we record at five thirty, six 6 o'clock at night, you may ask, Sean, do you need, do you need that coffee? Do, do you need it? And I mean, I got to be honest, there's one of us who's asking ourselves that same question this week. Um, and his name begins with a J and rhymes with on well, I mean, I'm really having this
2: philosophical crisis um these past couple of weeks. And I need the input from 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 my from my co-hosts, my loyal friends, Murders pad, John, no matter and, what oh okay <laughs> and. And the loyal audience, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to, and, and this is coming from, you know, Sean, you might have more to say about this than, than Chris, because Chris just jumped right in balls deep. Um, but you... Pelvic
0: deep, John. <laughs> Holy Lord. It's probably fine.
2: But, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, Sean, you started the way I did with a Series S. And, yes. you know, I, I think it's a great machine. I'm, I've, you know, it's, it's, that, we had a plan it, it, but you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's I, and I told, I told my wife,
1: Your that, wife
2: that at some point this might eventually evolve when these things become more readily available to jump into the series X. And yeah. I'm just trying to, if you had to sell me on the series X, what would you say to me? And Chris, you can obviously jo- chime in too.
3: Yeah. I mean, what
2: am I getting for the series X that I'm not getting with the series S?
3: A disk drive?
0: Um. Uh, yeah, you're getting a, the availability <laughs> to, to play disk games. I know, but it's not uh,
2: 1995.
0: Uh, you're you're um. not wrong, uh, but, <laughs> like, for example, myself, recently, uh, I wanted to kind of play the Assassin's Creed games again. My brother has the collection, and I found out I could play AC1 with that 360 disk in the Series X. Um, You get more teraflops, right? You also get a I'm gonna argue somebody argue this, and if we had more people in chat, we'd have a mod like acid sugar to do a poll, but I think it looks better too than the series s it's a it's an amazing aesthetic when I look at it I actually like I'm doing right now I get I'm like, yeah, I got one of these it's it's really awesome it performs i I think slightly better than the s as far as performance goes oh I don't think that's um, a question I don't yeah and I'm, I'm talking about like yeah, there'll be internal specs that on paper, it's blow. I just mean like, dude, I can play a game. I can just cut my Xbox off. When I cut it back on, click the game again, I'm instantly there. Both systems do that well. I just feel like the Series X is just, it's just better. It's kind of like back in the day when we got PS4 Pros, we asked ourselves, did we need it? And when we got the Pro, we were like, yeah, this is a this is the better machine. Um I know you've been it's been comparable for you. Um You've, you've enjoyed your digital library, and that machine is really made to be a Game Pass machine, obviously. Um, I just think there's, yeah, the storage, that's a good point. The storage on this device is upgradable, too. So it's going to come with a terabyte, and then you can purchase external storage. You can do um, that
3: with the S, too. Yeah, but not,
0: like, actually plug it in and make what it usable.
3: It? It's like Bacon. 250 gig.
0: No, no, no. Play from it, I think, is what I'm trying to say. No,
3: it's... He's. It still has the expansion slot for if you want to buy the two hundred dollar, you know, nice upgrade. But no, yeah, like what you get two hundred and fifty gig with your S, you are going to get a gig right with it. If that, if if that. Well, I mean, like after everything, I think it's like eight hundred and seventy-one gigs of uh, usable, you know, storage space. Right. So it's just on the X. Yeah, and and honestly, I I'd say the big reason now is you know. We talked about we talked about this a week or two ago, but you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times when you have these consoles launch, you get a lot of promises, and you kind of have to wait and sift through to see what's actually going to come true. <laughs> One of the things that was promised, if you remembered, was the idea that if you had the S, it was going to perform just as efficient as the X, but it would just be at fourteen forty p, right versus four K, right, and mm-hmm. I think over time and and that was a
2: selling point for me i was like yeah i'll stick it on my monitor and do because i don't really to me 2k and 4k Mm -hmm. you know to 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 the untrained eye to me Mm -hmm. uh, we should say it it doesn't really look that no better to me at least to me but 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 i'm finding a lot of titles going 60 frames but you got to play it in 1080p on the s
3: correct and i think here with the x you know you're guaranteed that especially if you're hooking up to a 1440p monitor, there's going to be a performance mode option. It's probably going to come in around a dynamic range of 1440p, and it's going to for- perform drastically more consistent and better than what you would get on the S. So and Psycho you know.
0: says this, if you're like, and I think you are to a degree, or at least you were, Psycho Retro says, if you're like me and you like to have things, mm-hmm. then the X is a no-brainer right? Like if you know that it's out there and now you can get it, how do you not want the X, the PS five and a switch OLED? Like we're, we're us. Well, I mean,
2: the fact that he said that, I mean, brings me to my next point. It's kind of sitting here on my, in my, what do you call it? In my basket, if you will. And it's just, I'm sitting here with purchase a click away to where it's mine and it'll ship to me, so I'm just do it. I, I think I'm. I think it, okay. <laughs> All right, so I mean, if you have the money, it, it's been pur- okay. It's been purchased.
3: Oh, yay! Yay! So hey, hey, chat, let's Paul. See. You were here. <laughs> we really had to we really <laughs> yeah. had to twist the knife on John to get the purchase. It's like do it. Well, I just okay. I've
2: been feeling ever since. Like you know, we discussed it last week. I've been feeling a little bit depressed about how the Series S was a sure. cool concept, but it's just not it's not exactly doing what it said it was gonna do. Sure. Um, you know, and and you know, I have Amazon Prime. Let's let's see how fast this takes to get here. Like to me the fact
0: it, that you just got it from there is dope. I gotta wait, be honest.
3: To me oh. in the end, the S is like if I'm a Holy parent-
0: crap that was fast what? He has oh my- <laughs> it ladies and gentlemen He has it already Amazon got it fast Woo-hoo.
2: If that's not an Amazon Prime commercial That is amazing know you know is. Holy moly
3: So he really wasn't it just,
2: it just materialized That is
0: amazing
3: So he wasn't what? in a meeting the whole entire time He was just waiting for the UPS man to He arrive. was
0: at his <laughs> <laughs> He went to the UPS store to pick it up John I cannot wait for you to open that bad boy up chat no, it, you were here. Uh SM Country, you're new to our chat. I need to say this. Anybody who's listened, if you ever come to Twitch, we have a Nightbot, right? It's an automated computer thing. And Nightbot is he's weird. Like we have a new listener. I'm gonna say it because he's a first-time viewer. SM Country. Uh, what up? You made it. This was your <laughs> first live today, I believe. That's And shirt. you immediately, you immediately uh Acid sugar, just, just timed out night. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, and you you put some fire emojis, which should be allowed, by the way, mods. We need to make those allowed. Yeah. Um, oh, because you, if we're fire, we want people to be able to emote that we are indeed fire. Fire. Kind of like how that whole story you just made up, you made, John, I don't know if you know what you just did, but you made content, son.
2: <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. I, one of the reasons I did it that way is, uh, is because number one. Um last week the 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 Series X was popping up everywhere. It was on Walmart. It was on Best yeah. Buy. I think it was on Amazon for for a, a little bit. But um they're becoming more available. And I was like, you know what? I there's no reason not to. I just I'm gonna do it. So I'm gonna get it. I I, I got it. It got here yesterday. Um <laughs> I didn't set it up.
0: <laughs> it's super easy. Because I, mean, I, like, yes.
2: I was just so lazy. But I'll set it up tonight and um I don't know. Maybe I'll keep the S as a secondary travel. Make sure you switch no. it over
3: to your primary console. Thank you. Yeah, oh. there'll, there'll be some things you want to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I did it with my Series S before I traded it in. Mm. But yeah. But yeah, the plan has come to fruition. Almost, kind two, of.
2: almost two years after it released.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and just to remind uh, some old listeners, you may remember this, but our plan, which was possibly had some holes in it. We're not going to talk about that though. So John and I were able to get S's. And the way I was able to convince my wife was because John's plan was like, hey, we'll get the S for now. We've got 2K monitors. The games we want to play will be on Game Pass or we can get them digitally. And we'll eventually the X will be out there and we can trade it in and we'll be good to go. Right. That's a very short story of the plan. Uh, Only that it never actually became available. And I scooped mine up through the uh, what's it called? The
3: uh, 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 access.
0: The Xbox Access, which, I mean, I'm okay with it. I was able to get an Xbox super fast. Uh, It's like $30 a month or whatever it is. I've got Game Pass Ultimate for two years locked in, and at the end of two years, it's mine. I don't plan on getting rid of it, obviously. And John uh, finally got his, the fastest delivery from Amazon ever. That must have been a drone. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine if they droned your Xbox? (laughs) I'd be freaked out. It just dropped it. Uh, speaking of things that dropped, uh, but John, welcome, welcome. Hey, will you friend me on Xbox? I'm so dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of things that dropped, uh, a new episode. I don't know if you guys missed it. I tell you this: it was on Food Network, ESPN, any any TV local news had a dragon that would pop up in the corner and remind everybody that this past Sunday, HBO's very own. House of the Dragon or House of Dragon, um, was released, <laughs> and that is of course a pre- a prequel, a prequel to a prequel. the uh, yeah the the very very popular Game of Thrones. I know I watched it. Chris watched it. He's going to really take this this intro home. I don't know if John watched it, but yeah, it's out there now. Chris, we watched it, buddy.
3: We did, and I didn't realize just how jarring it was going to be for me to watch Matt Smith. Go to a brothel, um, and do the things that you do in a brothel because uh, <laughs> see John that a man is. that man will for always you know I, for whatever reason like when I think of David Tennant who has also been the doctor like Matt Smith it doesn't bother me because I think I'd seen David Tennant in so many things right that it was it was you know it's fine to see him in adult situations but all of a sudden seeing sweet boy Matt Smith just just going at it just taming that dragon oh, he was just killing it really I
1: mean, it was, was, I was it was a little was...
3: bit jarring to me at first <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh well, it was game of thrones but yeah apparently uh you know in case you forgot no matter how people f- feel about the end of the last one that was a really popular series and that seems to have continued on uh, it was like something like 17 i've watched it i think they said 10 million the first night alone on hbo max and it broke the app and all this other stuff so I don't know how, how it will go. I I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I'm, you know, that was a fine opening. Um, it's an interesting concept because it's not like bear call Saul where we have certain ideas where we know parts of where we're going to, but we don't know all the details of how we get there or how it's going to conclude. And it's not like game of Thrones where sure we had four or five books, but we didn't know how the actual series is designed to end. So we kind of had to find out together, you know, if you want to, you can look this up and you will know where this story goes. Uh, So I'm very interested to see if they kind of do their own thing. Um, If they change some things for the sake of it being a TV adaptation Uh, and if people stick around, I mean, there's some really cool stuff that they could show in this, but I'm not sure how fast are, well, it, it's like, I'm like wondering, I'm like, are you going to do a bunch of different Targaryen dynasties? Or are you just doing, is this the show? Like where it's just this period of history, which is a very big part of the history. Could be, I, did they say yeah. how many seasons they're doing? Is it just a one-off? I think they said they were hoping to do four or five. So they could, in theory, yeah. this season could be about this Targaryen. And, and they've already said, like, they've kind you of know. said, like, look, expect time jumps because it's not like how game of thrones is like game of thrones is a concise, you know, it's eight years, pretty much the events from, you know, as far except as except for that final season, which did time. jumps. To, well, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, for the most part, it's about to be eight years of, of time and all that. But on the other hand, um, you know, with this, it, it, it spans a very long period. You know, we're talking about 20, 30 years. So it'll be interesting. Um, uh, I'm waiting for it, you know, just like I'm waiting for Lord of the Rings uh, and hope that both those shows do well because I'm not really familiar with any of the people running these shows. They're not very, very well known. So we'll see. Uh, did you like it, Sean? Did it grab you? Yeah.
0: Uh, well, at first it was funny because uh, so Monday I hop, I talked to my friends and, and our, one of our friends is, is you know, big time, huge Game of Thrones guy to the point where he wants to fight you if you don't like you know, every little thing. That he liked. Yeah. Matter but, of fact, if you don't like anything that he likes, he's ready to fight you over it. So I come her. in and I'm like, ah, I wasn't in the right mindset to watch it. I didn't watch it Sunday night. I tried to watch it when I had some in between time on an early Monday morning. And uh, he was like, you could tell he kind of got silent with me, but I ended up, I ended <laughs> up finishing it. And I got to say, yeah, towards that, la- the later end of that episode, first half was a lot of, a lot of setup. I, I tried to read the game of Thrones books. And if you've ever tried to do that, the books have like <laughs> icons when things are happening and at the bottom they're telling you what you just read meant. That's very very to me was a very hard read. It was like reading the Bible and somebody's like, "That's <laughs> blasphemous." Try to just read the Bible. It's it's not like reading, you know, a Dr. Seuss book cuz I'm dumb. <laughs> but anyway, so the 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 show's kind of had a setup. It was very it felt I felt cramped at first there was like a lot going on and i I think it, i was lost because i didn't know what i was watching but i ended up doing a little research i heard my friends say some things yeah and then eventually some things happen and it opens up a little bit and you're like oh this is gonna be potentially good um yeah. i saw like a lot of sites were giving it what like maybe a, mm. an eight if um, they were judging it you know? it
3: seems like for the most part the fans are very receptive the i guess there's a little bit of a split like i've noticed you had some that only reviewed the premiere and i think everyone agrees that you know it's not a bad episode for a premiere and i guess hbo sent out the first 6 episodes to reviewers or to certain reviewers and those those i mean for whatever reason Everyone kind of has a different opinion, so I don't want to say they're wrong or that they're right because I haven't. They're seen. They're wrong, bro. Yeah, I haven't seen where this is going yet. You know, I just I know what the outline is, but you know, until you actually see the show and, and performances and the writing and all that, you just don't know. So yeah, we'll see. I
0: think it's I think it's going to be solid. Uh, you know, yeah. it's actually kind of weird to think that that's out and very soon we're going to get to see the Lord of the Rings show. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, but I got some updates. Just if you've been following my intro the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, there was a thing called a bidet going on. And also I had an issue with a PS5. Well, I got updates on both and both of them are not, uh, working right now. So, uh, the, the bidet after last week's show, I was like, you know what? That's stupid. It's, it's on. All right, let's go hook up. Let's go hook up the water cable thing. Right. So I go in there, and and of course, of course, my situation is set up like this. You read online; it says the water coming from your wall to the bottom of your tank. There's a there's a uh, a pipe there, and that pipe is either you know PVC or like kind of more bendy. It's a metal pipe, but more bendy. That's the only way I can describe it. And uh, I got a PVC, so I was like, cool. Problem with PVCs is they're fitted for the exact length. Mm-hmm. From your wall to the toilet, right? So I take, I didn't know this at first. I was thinking maybe it's got a little bendiness to it. Maybe it don't. So anyway, I I, I go to hook it up and I went, man, are you kidding me? So long story short, I got to go to like Lowe's Home Depot and decide what length I want to be able to hook it up. Easy fix, just haven't got around to doing it. My PS5, if you remember, uh, I had a USB in the rear that broke. And I attempted to go through PlayStation, or at least I got the details for that. And uh, PlayStation was a flat $251. They were going to send me a box. I'd send my PlayStation in, and they'd fix it. $251 for one USB in the back. And so I uh, I put out on Facebook, hey, he might know how to do this. I got somebody, and I decided to go the DIY route. Um the guy's really awesome. Knows his stuff. Really complains that Sony's particularly, whether it be a Sony Vio, a Sony TV, um, like PS twos and threes. They're just they for some reason the way they choose to design these things is a lot different than other companies they work on. Um, okay, it is what it is. Uh, the The USB kind of was a, a hassle for him to get off, but he got it off. Got it back on. Great. Well, what happens? And this is really recent. He's going to, I I believe he told me he was going to put the cover back on. So the, the job is done. Life is good. And in doing so, if anybody's ever built an actual, if you've built a computer before, you know what a motherboard is. The motherboard has connectors on it, right? So the PlayStation has a motherboard. It's a little different than what we're used to seeing. It also has connectors on it. I'm talking about like plugging your fan in or plugging this and that in. It just so happened the fan, the fan plug gets snapped off. <laughs> the fan, as it turns out, is very important for either your computer, anything that you turn on that's electrical has some sort of fan in it. Our PlayStations have a fan in it. Uh, so the guy was he was he was not happy with a self um but he's a stand up guy and immediately texted me it was very late so he said i want to talk to you tomorrow he decided not to do a single thing until he talked to me but he's an it guy he's a computer guy so i told him i said hey this was a this was a it was a possibility you know you do it yourself it, it, he but he still kind of felt like he was beating himself up because it looked like to him that he totally preventable but he was not happy with the way everything was set up with the board that even made that a possibility. Anyway, I said, what would you do if it was yours? Uh, Would you attempt to, there's some ways to fix it, right? I don't care how we fix it. Let's fix it. So um, I will keep you updated on that. I got a nice picture of a broken piece of a part of my PlayStation. Uh, But just as a backup, I started going to look, I'm, I'm a part of a few communities that give you those updates on, um you know if ps5s are available and a lot like what John mentioned about xboxes there are bundles if you catch them fast enough hmm. of ps5s the problem is you can't just buy just a ps5 it appears it appears you have to get an extra controller ratchet and clank mm-hmm. uh, a control charging cable kit and a throw out carrying box for $750 <laughs> <laughs> they want their so- money how yeah. much
2: is how much is um, if you're if you're willing to disclose how much is all this setting you back
0: uh the repair uh he he, he I sent him a video yeah. uh first of all you know I had gotten some some promise from people that knew him uh in the introductory conversations with him he was like i've reviewed the video very simple i've worked on sony stuff before mm-hmm. i know what i'm getting into uh i'll fix it when you get it back 50 bucks and i was like okay and it, I didn't give it to him just because it was fifty bucks. I'd already decided to give it to him, um, you know, beforehand. It would have it, the money. I would have. I would even maybe have given him what Sony wanted to charge me. It just kind of depended on the situation because I would have had to one wait. <laughs> That's funny, right? I would have had to wait for Sony to get it, repair it, and send it back. And there were stories that either it could be between three to three to five days or two to three months before you got your PlayStation back. And I, in my mind I go, I don't want to ha- not have it for a month. If you're keeping track at home, I have now not had my PlayStation for about a month. I, I guess what I'm asking is
2: these complications keep adding in is, is, was this a flat negotiated fee? Yeah. We're, yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah. So, happened, like, yeah. And this yeah. happened and this happened.
0: Well, technically I bought the USB port. They're very expensive. You yeah. have to buy ones that are specific to PlayStation, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so that my total investment is going to be 50 to pay him and then I think it was like 25 30 bucks for the USB port. So then also time just like I didn't have my PlayStation, you know. Man. But anybody this is your this is your PSA for the week. If you decide to go DIY, that's your choice. Live with it, don't beat yourself up with well, what happens because things can happen, you yeah. know? Um, it's not like I tried to fix the PS5. This guy that I know is legit. He's absolutely legit. And it just, it happened. And, and, and to hear him say it, it shouldn't have happened like that. They decided to put the, so the board is mostly flat, right? Mostly flat. So to prevent things like what happened, happened, but this particular thing is raised. And so it got hit and it was not, it was not really secured down well. So, but also, you're not a PS5 tech. They probably know what to look for, um, and things like that. So we'll see. Sure. Um, here's the deal: I just need a PS5, whether it be mine or a new one, by November the ninth. <laughs> that's that's the running joke between me and Chris. <laughs> and apparently, for if I want to, I, I really am excited about PSVR two. Um, you know, to kind of tease news a little bit, I kind of have some information on that too. So I got time, but you know. And, and I, to be fair and to be, you know, 100%, I like to fix my own stuff when I can. Chris even said, I like to spend stuff. When, but Chris made a good point. And, of course, hindsight is crystal clear, right? Chris, being the calculated risk taker that he is, was like, I probably would have weighed my options. Um, the PlayStation was still working, by the way, without the port. The port was just damaged. It shattered like crunching a, a potato chip. It was ridiculous it still worked. I was just a USB down, uh, but it bothered me. I don't know how to explain it. Maybe some of you can relate, but knowing that they sent that, that was a launch edition PlayStation. And the more research I did, they chose to skimp on the stuff like USB ports to get the units manufactured and sent out. And that angered me. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to fix it. Uh, I I need it fixed because it's going to bother me. And
2: Well, it's, it's, it's funny with, with both consoles. If you like, I'm looking at the series X right now and you look at the boxing and and the packaging and the packaging of the PlayStation five, you could tell that there was not a lot of pomp and circumstance in these packages. It's like, you open it up. There's like, see these, like the PlayStation five came in an egg crate inside of a box. It was terrible. It was just, it was nothing pretty. An egg crate
0: with a, with a piece of really thin cardboard around it that can rip easily.
2: And I think Xbox has the same policy when when it comes to repairs. And I, and I dealt with this last gen, the two hundred dollar flat fee. But I think the two hundred dollars is if the repair cost goes within within those two hundred dollars, then you owe no more than two hundred dollars. So that two hundred dollars is designed. It's not just it's not just two hundred dollars for us to look at it and then we tell you how much it's going to cost. It's two hundred dollars flat, so that they it's. <laughs> It's, yeah, PlayStation it's, it's, was two fifty
0: one flat. Same thing.
2: Two fifty one flat. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's like I sympathize with it because, it, it, but it still sucks for the consumer. It's like you have to, you have, It's like the the repair the the manufacturer has to like it's assume some risk, and that risk is what that cost is. It's not fair per se, but.
0: Well, this guy kind of like I, it's one of those guys. If you talk to him, you'd instantly know his <clears> legitness. Well, so I mean, his, it's yeah, his, yeah, yeah. Well, his dad and himself, they've worked on, um, co- they've worked in companies with doing computer repairs, whether it be Dell or IBM. They've seen testing machines. They've, they've, it's just hear him talking, you know, he kind of knows what he's doing. So when I told him about the 251, he said, Well, you know what they're probably doing. And I was like, What? He said, They probably have spare boards or refurbished boards
3: why you send is. your PlayStation
0: in. They're not repairing your USB. No, mm-hmm. they're popping in a new board, taking your hard drive out, reloading everything, and sending
3: it in That's how they well, keep it efficient.
2: yeah it's 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 one of the because of those types of costs that are incorporated with sending in your consoles, like last year, it's one of the reasons why I've always maintained my relationship with the clerks at GameStop.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I, just- I
2: had a, I had a damaged Xbox one. The, I mean, once I started playing Wolfenstein, once it got too hot, it, the, the system would just shut off. Yeah. And that was the problem with that one. I took it in. I told them what was wrong with it. And because it was me and because I have relationships with yeah. these guys. Yeah. So say what you want about GameStop. In my situation, they gave me a full trade-in value for, for this console, to where I, which was more than what I would have had to pay to get it repaired.
0: Yeah, and that's that's the thing that we remember when we used to talk about. And I know we're kind of getting long winded on this intro. Yes, (laughs) uh, but we used to talk about GameStop being a brick and mortar, and it was uh, what's the future? Well, the future is there were still people there, and there's people you could create, you know, relationships with, and it would be beneficial, and it would kind of suck to have them go away. But I'll keep you guys posted. Um, So just to recap, John John got the fastest Xbox Series X in history. Chris and myself and the world watched uh, uh, House of the Dragon. And uh, yeah, I still have two. And both of these things, by the way, I kind of laughed about this. Totally self-inflicted. I did this to myself. (laughs) Good times. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. You have arrived to the topic time land, right? So whether or not you stayed around through the entire intro, which was pretty long-winded this week, or if you were like, nah, no, I'm going to skip right to the topic time. We're all here together. Welcome. And now what I need to do to make this a proper topic time is shut the you-know-what up and let Chris do his thing.
3: The topic is...
0: Happy that was to me i'm i'm, I'm kind of biased. That's the best one you've ever done. got to be honest i I had to emote it was so unexpected and hype, but yeah, it's a game called Rollerdrome, chris and and believe it or not, uh your streak of doing the topics by yourself is ended. <laughs> I'm fine <laughs> by that because i'm uh I've played this game with you, and uh, yeah, <laughs> so rollerdrome um it came out uh, about a week ago, guys. it said on August sixteenth it came out. The developers of the studio, or I'm sorry, a developer called Roll7. That's a pretty cool name.
3: They're known uh, and, for... And the reason holly I'm holly. playing this
0: game is because of one, Chris, right? Mm-hmm. So actually kind of Chris and John. So uh, last week I, after the show, I hear them, and I don't know, remember exactly what they said, but I think John said something to the effect of, "Roller Drome," right, Chris? And Chris is like, yeah, Roller Drome." All right, I'll check it out. Well, John ended up playing the demo and he was like, <laughs> F that game. So Chris and I are hanging out one day, and Chris is like, Buddy, you need to. And I said, Well, actually, I think I said, Chris, is Rolodrome the game y'all are thinking about playing this week or whatever? And Chris was like, Yeah. And I was like, Man, that sucks. Cause I seen that it was on PlayStation, right? I'd missed the fact that you could get it like on Steam on PC or whatever. And Chris was like, Buddy. You can you can, you can can get it on Steam. And I was like, but PC gaming. And he was like, but buddy, you PC game all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so then we play it. I, I saw the review. Do you remember what they said this game was kind of like, Chris? It was Tony Hawk meets... Tony Hawk with guns. That's pretty much Tony the Hawk, best way to yes. say. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Hawk with freaking guns, y'all. And at first you go, huh? But, uh... Yeah, Chris, it, it looks like uh, it's one of those games, and I think I've realized this today. The harder I try at it, the worse I am at it. Mm-hmm. Do you kind of agree?
3: Yeah, it's one of those things. You you got to be loose, and you got to learn the systems, and then it's kind of just slowly building up that that muscle memory, right? Like understanding, okay, when I'm here, I'm doing this, and, oh, there's that kind of villain right there. Okay, switch to this gun, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm, maybe after you die, you kind of assess where certain things are. You go, all right, this time, when I go back, I'm going to go here, 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 and try not to think too hard about what I'm doing. Just try to stay alive as best as you can and get through the level the first time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's something to say about how they, they onboard you, right? They give you a lot of of, uh, you know, kind of training and, and by onboarding, what, what even are you doing? Let me kind of back up real quick and, and we'll kind of increase anything you have to add on here, obviously jump in and do it. Cause I, you, you probably know a little bit more about it than me, but for the setting, you're kind of, you become this one person. There is, there's no player customization at all. You assume the role of a character and her name is Kara Hassan. I've heard that name a lot because immediately after that, I hear the word has been, or the words has been eliminated because I stuck. Um, but basically you find yourself in this new sport that's called roller drum. Um, And, and what do you, what do you think? You, tell them more about why it's established, Chris. You probably have read more of the story things that you can click on. Yeah. But it's, it's a, it's something that you kind of have to do in this post apocalyptic world, right?
3: Yeah. It's, it's kind of a world where corporations are controlling things and um. There is consistent battle between, I can't remember the name of the corporation, the Mega Something um, is the name of it, but I can't remember it offhand. But basically they're fighting with a resistance group consistently in their way of trying to distract the mass public from coming involved or paying attention to a war that's going on is to have this blood sport roller drone because they figured out real quickly, people like watching combat where lives are at stake. And you know, when a player fails, they die. Um, and they do a tournament every year called roller drone. And you are playing as an initial character. And basically as you go through, you kind of get hints of there's a greater war going on in a war of, control and narrative that this corporation is trying to force versus certain art players that are also in the tournament are maybe experimenting or trying to help further. Um, you know, and this is done through finding little documents and cassette tapes and all this other stuff like emails, that kind of stuff in between sections of the game. But yeah, it's really just like, think of all those movies you've seen like where you have, uh, like, Death loop, or, or not Deathloop, but uh, there's, like, the one movie where, like, there's Death Race or something like that, right? And that one's yeah, called, yeah, yeah, come back in the think of something like that. You know, people fighting to the death, and basically it's so you don't pay attention to how bad the world outside of you <laughs> is becoming. Um, yeah, it's, if you're thinking, is
0: it like Hunger Games? Uh, mm. Not so much Hunger Games. It's more of a, it's yeah. more of something like a Beyond Thunderdome vibe or something. I don't know how to explain it.
3: Yeah, because... While there's only one winner in the end, in theory, it's still the players who are in it can survive to the end. It's just they can get eliminated and it's either they're eliminated because they don't have a high score, right? Or because they actually die in their matches. Yeah. Um But... As you go on, it also does that kind of thing where as soon as you sign up for it, they're like, okay, here's your life insurance policy. By the (laughs) way, your cost for everything, the equipment that you have to buy from this is more than what your insurance policy is. So basically you have to keep winning so that either you yourself eventually get enough to pay back for everything and, and have some sort of, you know, profits from it which really seems to be more of like, we'll give you money if you do what we want you to after you win this thing. Um, or so that if you do die, your family gets a decent amount of money themselves that they can you know, spend for themselves. Because it's kind of very much suggested that the, the general John Q public of this world is it, life is not too good.
0: Yeah. Uh, from the actual website, guys, private division.com. I mentioned the developer of this game was Roll Seven. You may remember them from a game called Ali Ali. That game got a lot of awards. Even it was it was critically acclaimed, right?
3: Yeah, even earlier this year, um, Ali Ali World, which we didn't talk about in the show, but I picked up and I mean those dudes love skate, skateboarding and that kind of mechanic, and they've always been passionate about it. Um, and this is cool for them too, because all those games are 2D and they're kind of more of like your classic trials games where you're just going through a level, you know, from left to right. And you're trying to overcome the obstacles and, and get as high of a score as you can. Versus this, this is their first actually 3D, you know, environment with rendered characters and things like that going on. So it's them trying something new.
0: Yeah. And the 3D is, it's, it's, it's okay I have, I've ran into some quirks and I may get into that in that to a minute, mm-hmm. but kind of to continue the setup. Just to clarify a couple of things Chris said, he did say it correctly, by the way, but it's the year 2030. There's a world where these corporations rule. This is from the website. The lines between reality and performance are blurred. That public that we talked about, they're kept distracted by the violence and the excess of a brutal new sport that we've told you now is called Rollerdrome. Uh, and the name of that corporation, did you say Matterhorn? I believe you did.
3: I thought it was mega something. I couldn't remember, but yeah, it's Matterhorn. Matterhorn. So there's
0: a mystery corporation called Matterhorn and apparently it has evil intentions. And like Chris said, in between these rounds you play, uh, you may find yourself in like the locker room area. And if you kind of walk around the locker room, you can click on documents. And it's kind of funny if you click on, like I clicked on a dead plant and it said, really bringing life to the place. So it's got a little bit of humor along with other documents and stuff you find. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, You can tell they know what they're doing, and you're not on a skateboard, you're on quad skates, Uh, but it's really, how do I explain it? It is is Tony Hawk with guns. Some people have said Tony Hawk meets Doom. I think the Doom part comes in because it can get crazy AF on some of these maps, right?
3: It's like, it is that Doom, Doom Eternal thing, like where you're encouraged to rush into danger because... The big difference is, you know, Tony Hawk is a game where you go into a level and you know, I have X amount of time, right, to kind of accrue the best score I can. And there can be objectives within those games where it's like, oh, do a X type of jump off here. And you look at this level and go, that's way up there. How the hell do I get up there? And that's kind of the challenge is figuring out how to get up to certain challenge points while also figuring out how to mix a really cool variation of tricks to get an insanely high score. This on the other hand, it's not so much about the tricks themselves you're doing. Um, It's about that idea of your combo building up. And the more you build it is by killing enemies and chaining them before your multiplier goes away. So as you have like people shooting rockets and all sorts of crazy things at you, you're slowing down time and shooting and doing as much damage as you can. And as soon as you land, you're rushing towards the next enemy and jumping through the air to a refill your ammo and B continue the chain. So it keeps building up and up, you know, so you can get these, you know, like it starts off simple. It's just like, Hey, get a high score of a hundred thousand. And then, you know, as you get later and later in the game, it's like now get 500,000, 750,000. If you want to get these objectives and things like that. Yeah, the, so the game, it's kind of crazy because if you looked online and you are like, a lot of
0: people want to know how many, how long does it take to beat a game? Mm-hmm. Part of the reason they do that is because they want to know how much time they can put into the game. Another reason they do it is, all right, how much it costs versus how much time it's going to take me to beat the game. Is the value there, is it worth it? So the inter- interwebs say uh, three to five hours. Yeah. I've definitely played this game longer than three to five hours, so has Chris. Um, but it some of these levels, and Chris, it was funny, was watching me play the other day. And he goes, oh, I've seen that face. I've had that face before. <laughs> and what he meant by that is you go in on a run and you're having a decent run that you're putting together, right? So uh, the enemies are coming up and you're doing the tricks and you're you're doing things and you know it's it's crazy. But then something happens. Maybe a sniper gets you or a bomb gets you at the same time and and you get trapped somewhere and then all of a sudden you die. And you're really close to the end, and you know you're close to the end, right? Mm. That can, that, can it, that. That right there. However, it's different for me than like a uh, a kill, like in a in a, a Souls game or whatever. Like where it's like I can't beat this boss. This game is different. I just died, but I know if I can I can get a good run, I have a chance. And so I remember there was a review that came out, and I can't remember if it was somebody from IGN or not, but the review was late, and it was titled. This review is late because I couldn't stop playing Rolodrome. <laughs> <laughs> so there is something to the fact that like there's this replayability for it, or whatever. Um, the art style, guys, it's, if you, if you kind of look it up, if this game has interest you at all so far, it's got like this moving comic book style. Would you agree, Chris? It looks yeah. I kind of like the way they did the art style.
3: It's, it's I can't remember what the technical name for that kind of style is, but it's very distinct know, I remember like when this first came up, it was at a PlayStation event that we were watching and um, you know, there were various things that you guys were all like, Ooh, that's interesting. Like I think they might've shown stray and obviously John was interested in that. This was the one that I didn't know about. And you know, they showed this and I was like, I heard the soundtrack. I saw who it was by and what was going on in the art style. And I was like, that looks like a chris game. You know, that looks like something I just want to grab and and get lost in if it works well. Um, and
0: and you mentioned yeah. I'm glad you brought up the soundtrack and of course we were not going to not bring it up. So when Chris intros the game, he's playing some sounds from the game. Yeah. That game is littered with the soundtrack that is very that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It is it is so it's a retro future vibe kind of soundtrack. It it is I love this soundtrack and they actually I think I think you can, uh, yeah, you can buy, buy
3: yeah, you the Yeah, you can get a version that comes with it, and it's out there on YouTube to listen. But um, yeah, yeah, it's very like in its down moments. It reminds me a lot of like a Blade Runner soundtrack. You know, the, those those synths and the building vibe. But the cool thing is, you know, whenever you uh, start
2: on uh, synth is short for
3: synthesizer. Yes. Oh, yeah, good job, John. Um, <laughs> Whenever you uh, start the level, right, you always have kind of like a little runway, in the, and you'll have that slow-brooding kind of synthesizer going on. And the moment you go off the jump and jump into the arena, it kind of kicks it up to that, like, now we're into he- house technical. Uh, well, the reason I do it is because
0: you're, you're being televised, right? This yeah. is an event, remember, that the public is watching. So, yeah, so like you're kind of walking around backstage and you're you're looking at either your locker or going into a production room, reading some notes, seeing some emails, hearing some arguments, looking at an ashtray, whatever you decide to do. And you're like, all right, I'm going this way now. The door is open and you're like, this is my hallway. It's go time. Like Chris said, it's like building and it's so dope because he said it so well. When you make that jump, you feel like now you're on, if you will. Yeah. The lights are on and it's time for showtime. Hmm. Yeah. It it works.
2: There's no time till the lights
0: are out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh a
3: But yeah, um, I have to say the thing that impresses me the most is like this is a game where there are no upgrades really outside of unlocking weapons over time, right? Um and once you unlock it at some point in progression you can go back to earlier levels and redo them for challenges and and use those new weapons. But like, you know, there's no you're not customizing your character, you're not unlocking new tricks and abilities. It's simply there's a set of 27 tricks that you can do. But the system's just feed really well into what you're doing, which is one movement is key. That's the first thing you find out. You you learn how to move and and how to dodge attacks and use them to your advantage. Two, you have this bullet time ability that allows you to then use your right stick to, to highlight and find nearby enemies and focus in on your damage. And then three you're doing and chaining tricks together because that is the fuel, which refills your ammo. Uh, yeah, and, and, the, cool. and the ammo is shared between all your various guns. So like you start out with just pistols, then you get a shoddy. Eventually you get a grenade launcher and finally a rail gun. Right. And you know, You'll quickly start to learn with all these enemy types. They all have corks that make them more susceptible or less susceptible to certain types of damage. Right. Um, you have these guys with big shields and they're kind of a pain to get around at first. If you're just using your, your, uh, pistols, but yeah, you, your dual pistols, you get that shoddy, you learn, you can slow down time. And there's a little thing where if you wait for the ridicule of two lines to get in the center and Critical. then shoot, you do a certain type of damage that staggers them and opens them up for further damage. Yeah. You get that body shot on them. You know what I'm saying? They hit them with that KO son. You got other dudes who have like rocket launchers and you could use that shotgun on them too, but you learn real quick. The moment they have a second where they're not getting hit by a bullet, they mm-hmm. put up a little dome shield around them. So yeah, they, they
0: get a self shield. It kind of sucks.
3: Yeah. So, you, uh,
0: so yeah. And, and that's cool. Cause at first you're kind of just dealing with snipers or uh, what are the ones they call they run around with a bat? And so you got to be aware of oh, snipers the, coming at you Those are just and people brutes. with bats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just little brute types. Well, later on, you're thinking, okay, I've got brutes, I've got snipers, I've got missile guy, and I got shield guy. Cool. Well, then there's another guy who can teleport and he shoots a laser beam at yeah, you as you move. Beam.
3: Yeah, like you, <laughs> and that's the other thing. Like as you keep going deeper and deeper and you get these new tools, yeah. you're going around the level and you're thinking where things are how to chain them together, like how to use the the easier enemies to chain them to quickly to get to the next thing. But you're also learning how to assess the threats that are coming at you because you, you have a pretty clear indication of what is attacking you, even if you're not looking at, it, right? Like that guy that Sean was just talking about, he shoots this poly beam at you and it will keep going and following you around versus say a sniper who can shoot you from the exact same length, but you realize once you dodge him one time, you're safe from him for a moment. So you start to like piece together. Okay. These poly beam dudes, if I don't take care of them right away, they're going to become a very big problem fast. So it becomes a, an objective of whenever one shows up, how to quickly limit them because the worst thing that can happen to you is like three or four of these guys show up at because you're not clearing them and you're clearing other things. And then other threats emerge too that could also do even more damage if you mess up and you, you learn how to assess these threats and you also learn the art of not slowing down no matter what you're trying to do. And once you start to get this dance together, this, this synergy of all these systems. Yeah, exactly. it, It feels so good. You know, like to finally figure it out, like there's there's <laughs> yeah, a moment uh, with those polybeam dudes where you're going to have like frustration and hardship. But once you figure it out and you, you quickly know how to switch between your guns and assess threats and never stop moving, you feel so good. And then... You screw up one time and you get trapped in the corner, and fourteen rockets hit you, and it says son has been eliminated. <laughs> well, it's it's what's
0: great and what's also a curse about what Chris just described is if you're a, like a a pure euphoric state playing the game, right? You're in the zone. Shout out to like Michael Jordan back in the day when he kind of like shrugs, like I don't, I'm in the zone, bro. When you're in the zone in this game, it is glorious, right? But when you get out of that zone. Part of your frustrating frustration is you know what it felt like to be in the zone. Yeah. And sometimes there's some roadblocks preventing you from getting back there again. The one thing I do love about it, I can't reiterate this enough, you know, we mentioned that it's kind of like Tony Hawk. So you're thinking tricks, right? If you try to do a trick, you don't get messed up. You don't like fall down. No. The worst that happens is you just kind of land and go. So, and they intentionally designed that. I was reading their wiki page. Um, because they didn't want to basically mess up the player's experience. Correct. How cool is that?
3: This is not about being the best skateboarder, right? This is about literally having a system where figuring out how to move around the room as fast as possible, and you have different tricks to do that. And I think as a result of that, that's why you don't have it where you get punished for holding a grab too long, because they know... If you fall on the ground on this, as I just said, like if you screw up and you accidentally end up in a corner uh, where you are trying to turn yourself around, it's almost instant death, especially on the later levels in the game. But Uh, here, you know, (laughs) they kind of set up where they made this compromise. Hey, this is a game about movement first. So we're not going to punish you just because you held the grab all the way to the ground.
0: Uh, And I know, and I know we got some friends in chat. Uh, on Twitch, then they may or not be joking, and I do want to address it anyway. This was kind of on my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people that when we did say something like "there's no character customization," they kind of mm-hmm. go, "eh," or, or you know, it's Tony Hawk with guns. They go, ah. "I, I got to tell you, there there is something about the game that is it's really enjoyable for me. It's really fun. I don't know if it's a, co- if, you know, what it is. It's probably this. I just thought about it on the spot. Mm. It's probably the co- the the combination of The soundtrack, the graphics, the the hardness, but like not like a punishing hard. uh, And then that euphoric experience that you get to experience that you get to when everything kind of comes together. Hmm. It is it's legit like it. It really is legit. Uh, I'm I'm very happy that, you know, you were kind of like, buddy. And I got to say this while it's on my mind, too. So we're trying to see if John's going to play the game. Right. And John's like, well, there is a demo out there on PlayStation or something like that. And it was after I'd already hit the purchase button. And Chris reminds me, he goes, you know, on steam, and this is your reminder listener. If you forgot, if you play the game for two hours or less, steam will refund you the game. If you don't like it. Correct. I left the game running because I was, I couldn't play it. And Chris was like, well, your refund's done. It was like (laughs) at three hours. I've been playing a little while, walked away, I think to lunch or something and left it on. (laughs) But it's okay i w this game would not be returned for me it, it turned out to be yep. all right
2: well sean I, I should uh speaking of that demo I should say and and, and I only heard this through podcast conversations mm-hmm. um wait, I just admitted I listened to other podcasts, but well, uh it's band. this guy <laughs> i I did think it was odd when I downloaded the demo. it was a timed demo mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of demos now like you go you play a demo on switch and says you can play as much as you want. You just can't play past the third chapter. Like that third chapter can take you 10 hours to get there, but we cut sure. you off to the third chapter. This, uh, this demo, I think was touted as supposed to be in like an hour long demo. My clock started at 35 oh, and no. that apparently that is a glitch with the, with the Rolodrome demo and it's causing a lot of issue because as you guys well know, that tutorial yeah. can go for about 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, if not it's
2: needed to. Yeah. Particularly particularly if you can't quite get the stunt down. Mm. You're you're trying and you're trying and you're trying, and you're trying to get it right. It's just not registering. It's not clicking yet. So that was one of the downsides for me. It it just really put a sour taste in my mouth.
1: Yeah. It's understandable. But,
2: you know, I have a I, I mean, when it came to when it comes to Tony Hawk, they're never really games that I ever liked. Uh, I mean, they just to me, they just weren't that fun to me. Um, so that was kind of one of my main hiccups with it. Um, you know, I don't, I, it, I don't mind, I don't mind the stunts. I don't mind doing the stunts. It's just after a while it gets the Tony Hawk always got kind of repetitive.
1: And
0: well, the, 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 I think, and you're not wrong. I was never a, a skate guy, uh, yeah, in real life. Too. Um, I didn't, I, and I didn't really play Tony Hawks. Like I had friends that did, but I had friends who had Tony Hawk. So I can't say I never played it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, There are some people listening right now that are like, man, that was my jam. And yeah, I understand how important Tony Hawk was to the gaming industry, uh, especially during my youth. I get it. Hmm. What's really cool about this game, though, is like when you start really playing the game, your goal is to get combos. That's going to amp your score up and that's going to just naturally unlock other things. And the, the tricks, they're there. Sometimes they're needed to get a particular like power up icon that's floating around the map. But you, if you learn to just piece together kills, you're going to get your your combo to go up by killing enemies. That's how you get your health, right? So if you get shot or a bomb blows up, yeah. when you kill a guy, some health pops out. In the meanwhile, you can you know do a wall grind or a rail gl- a rail grind, get your ammo. If you need to do a few other tricks, you get your ammo refilled up. So everything's kind of like it's this really it's this really like I don't know like orchestral like all these instruments playing together vibe. It's like. It's very harmonious, harmonious.
3: I had to say there's part, my weakest point right now is that I do not switch my tricks up enough. I find I kind of, yeah, like, right. I'm, I'm first and foremost, I'm thinking about the movement. Right. And if I need to like go up and, and go to the right, I'm going to select this, uh, a trick that is on the right side of the stick because it's on your left stick is the combination of where you're hitting your, your trick combos from. Yeah. So, so I that don't, sucks. yeah, I don't really like, it's probably the weakest part of the game and I'm guessing, you know, eventually you could probably train yourself and I'm sure you could go find streams of people who are truly perfect at these kind of games because they've just played them, you know, for years on end. Whereas like, uh you know, Hague himself represents like, uh, call us out like my, my peak of being really great at these kind of games was back in the day when you had Tony Hawk and more importantly, uh, SSX, both the original and the tricky se- sequel, like those games, I had mastered combos and understood everything to do with those back in the day here at first. I was like, I don't know how good I'm going to be with the combos. And then when I started to realize, oh, it's all about the killing, then it just bit like the trick part was. Sure. I guess if I really want to push my score to the highest level, it probably would behoove me to eventually get really good at switching out different types of grinds, different types of tricks and all that, and know just instinctively how to reflect, you know, to just quickly do those without even thinking about it. But here I'm I'm much more concerned with like as Sean said, like, you know, you can do these wall rides. And so I'm going, okay, how do I jump out of this half pipe? So I end up on that wall and wall ride. And there's even like a cool thing where you'll see these pads that have arrows on them. And if you hit them, they'll propel you up even further on the wall. So you can reach areas that you just can't naturally get to. And then you could jump on, do a grind and keep the combo going from up there and jump down from really high up and have all this time to do massive damage and refill your, uh, your ammo as you're falling. And maybe take out like two or three bad guys in the process. Um, but you know, it's like the one thing of the game I could say is like, while there are not a ton of tricks and they're not the most complicated combos, I don't think people are going to necessarily be using all of them just because they're going to do what's in the natural direction of where their players going, not with what is for style per se.
0: Yeah. Cause, cause you kind of learn as you go through, right? There's these, there's these intro level events and you kind of you get done with it you're like yes i'm going to go to the next level well there's a there's a per level achievement right so each one of those levels had different achievements that the game wants you to try to do get this particular power up doing a special move or you know kill this guy with this gun Mm -hmm. whatever it is get a high score so you're locked by getting to the next levels with that and that that kind of that kind of adds a little bit of toughness to the game right And I don't know how I went on that squirrel tangent, but I wanted to bring that up to you that that's kind of how you progress. Somebody in chat asked when we were talking about moves, right? Can you do a 900 no scope? And I said, technically, yes and no. What I mean by that is, so you can do a 900, obviously, if you want to off a wall, but none of the guns have scopes. Mm -hmm. So a no scope is an instant kill, right? I get what a no scope is. You're not going to really instant kill anybody here unless you shoot like a barrel that explodes. So in theory, you could do a nine hundred no scope on a barrel that kills a brute. Then you nine hundred no scope somebody. Technically, that I wanted to get back to you on that question. Uh, Acid Sugar wanted us to rate the soundtrack too. That soundtrack's a ten. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, but yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I I I'm trying to think if we missed. I, I will say this. You know, we need to not. Uh, this is not going to be. I, I don't, never mind. I almost pulled something, but. I found myself, it's not a perfect game as far as like the skating part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the first 3D model they've tried to do. And there are some times where, for whatever reason, the way I come off of a wall or off of a rail, my character wants to go left, but I'm trying to go right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a me thing or if it's a game design thing. I haven't figured that out yet. Uh, I will say, even if you get kind of stuck you can kind of get out of the stuck quick because your person wants to always continue to move. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, John, there is no fast travel because the game, you're not really traveling. So <laughs> <laughs> there is that um, you got anything else you want to add, Chris,
3: I would add um, for those who really do get into this and and enjoy it and also want a true challenge after you beat the game and you see it from the tile screen, as soon as you start it, there it's locked until you beat it. There's an out for blood mode of the game, um, where after you beat it, it does another season and it's all the same levels, right? But now every enemy that is in the game is now on every single level and increased numbers. Uh, and of course you have all of your weapons there and the challenges are much more demanding. Um, you know, and it's like to a point where I think, you know, to me, even get to the second round of, um, of levels, like I had to unlock 30 more challenges or something like that before I could get there. And when I looked at that, I was like, you know, I enjoy this game a good bit, but, uh, I don't know if I'm ready to do this. All my life. But if you want longevity, (laughs) you know, if I was 20, I'd probably be, this would be my jam. I I
0: read this one review
3: before we started
0: playing it, right? And the guy was like, so I come out the gate and I'm struggling on the first level. And I'm like, is this game going to be for me? But I end up making it three or four levels later. And then I didn't know what he meant at the time, but I just kind of told you guys, you got to go back to play some of the earlier levels again because you have to get achievements to progress. Correct. And that guy in that review said he was a god when he did that. Same. Chris did that before me. It said, dude, you're going to be a God. I go back. I'm a God. And it, it just shows you how the progression kind of naturalizes itself to make you better without even really knowing it.
3: Was it, I think like the first time, you know, because you get ratings afterwards. Um, and there's, a, there's a number, there are a number of things that can affect your rating. For one, you kind of have like what's called the course par where you have to finish it in that amount of time or else you start getting penalized on your score. And at the end, it rates, you know, your full combos uh, with your your score as far as bonus, as far as how long it took you to compete it uh, or complete it. And it gives you a ranking similar to just think of good old Gear Solid, right, from... D yeah. all the did way. Get, to by S. the way, did
0: you get any S ranks?
3: I've not gotten an S rank. I but I went back that first time, and when I did that first level, I got an A ranking. I think I got before, an A on that one too. Yeah, I think my initial rating was like a D. So D or yeah. C. So it was crazy. <laughs> you know, it does show you as you play more, you kind of and you figure out how the systems work that you do get that sense of I'm getting better at this, and as I get better, I can do more. You know, that might have seemed so challenging the first time I tried it. Um, do you mind if I read this review
0: from Steam from a from a user me and you both know? Sure, go for it. This review I think is excellent and hopefully it doesn't steal some of your thunder. Uh, but it says uh this game is uh and this is of course roller Drum, is a tight game that blends Tony Hawk, classic Tony Hawk combos with tight bullet time combat to make a game that first asks you to survive, but then begs you to master its systems. I think that is well said. Wonder if that. I- I think that <laughs> I, that is. I think that encompasses the game. It starts mm-hmm. off, and you're just trying to survive, and then later on, you go, "Okay, I know what's up now, and now how can I get better?" Yeah. So,
3: when you are at the top of your apex and you're pulling out a railgun and aiming it at a mech that's shooting endless missiles at you, and you just go, "That gun's about to die," uh, you know, you feel like a god. That's all I could say. <laughs> John, I any questions or anything? Chat, any questions?
0: Yeah. Uh, John is muted and doesn't know it, so that's funny AF.
2: When those dogs bark for about a minute, you forget you're muted. That's yeah. true. No, I don't. Ha- I don't have anything. This game sucks. Give it a two. Um.
3: <laughs> John hates well- indie developer. Got it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So what's your Richard, guys? Lay it on me. Slap yeah. me, slap my face
0: with it, because I know it's going to be huge. Um You or me. Somebody okay. said, so are you like a rollerblade God of War? Not quite, because you don't have the Blades <laughs> of Chaos, but if you did, Oh man. <laughs> that would be amazing. You do get a rocket launcher. I would uh, play. That. I've seen the rocket launcher, the shoddy, and the dual pistols. I think there's one more. What's that other gun, Chris? Spoiler. a rail care. gun. Oh, rail. you do get the rail gun? Pog.
3: Yeah. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. Maybe. It's, it's fun. Well, it's like the one gun you have to really charge up, but it does some massive damage. <laughs> yeah. Just like um, it does to you, hopefully. Right. Because oh, that uh, you
0: get caught in a railgun stream, John,
3: rip. Restart your run, bro. You're done. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: it, it, whoever wants, Chris, you want to go first? Give you a review.
3: Yeah. Uh, mine is a straight up flat.
1: Nine. Um, Nine.
3: I definitely think this is one that has, you know, given the way the year's gone, right? I would say it's definitely in contention to be in my top five games of the year. Um, It's just, it's, it's like it, it proves you don't have to have something that has endless amounts of content. You need something that's tight, has, knows the <laughs> system, yeah, you know, knows its systems, knows what it's doing, uh, yeah, it and, yeah, and it you know. Ooh, man. Respects you. You know, respect says, Hey, we're not going to put things in here. that are going to just piss you off. Right. We're Mm. going to sit there and make a system that flows together and encourages you. And it's very much like I actually, the more it's been said, as Sean referenced, it very much is like that doom eternal thing. Like where, when it's clicking, man, it just feels really, really good. I would like mm-hmm. to see a sequel for this, like at some point where you get maybe a little bit more story to it. Um, just because the world does seem interesting, but it's something that you don't ever really see. It's just something you read about from afar, right? Like you know,
2: well, well, maybe with this one with the sequel, they'll give her inline skates.
3: I see what you did there. That's sort of a pot shot, um, but it's funny. But maybe um, Maybe we can have the sequel where it's like now you know it's Hunger Games and you have to train the next. (laughs) Bro, if they get a sequel, I want the Back to the Future uh, hoverboard.
0: You know what I'm saying? Ooh, that's make that happen,
1: Mm -hmm. right? Uh, So you
0: gave it a nine. You finished. You saw the story like completion. I have not, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to set it at eight point seven five. Very solid game. Uh, Thoroughly enjoy it, Uh, and I can't wait to see that ending. It's challenging AF, but Mm -hmm. not in the way as Souls, like I mentioned. Uh, if you happen to have been a fan of Tony Hawk and you like games like Doom or fighter games and you want to blend those worlds together with some slow motion time aiming and and bombs and rail glides, like, what are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. PlayStation and PC currently. Uh, and it, it is not a big system hog on PC, by the way. No. And I, th- I went to their website and I think the game's already on sale because they're celebrating uh, the first week of its release. Already. Yeah, it's like they're so they're so pumped 20
3: bucks. Yeah, I mean, 20 bucks. So it's not asking you to make some huge monetary investment for something that, you know, as they say, like if all you care about is going through and you're naturally good at this game, yeah, might be five or six hours for you if that's all you care about. But if you're wanting to master it and get really, really good at it, you could easily drop 20 hours into this.
0: For sure. Well, there you go, boys and girls. We appreciate you listening to that topic. Uh, And if you end up playing Roller Drum, if this is up your alley, let us know about it. We'd love to hear about it, uh, whether it be on an email or if you come visit us on Twitch.tv. But thank
3: you. Thank you. Thank you. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News.
2: News news <laughs> hot off the press and straight to your ears. Yeah,
1: I don't...
0: <laughs>
2: coming to you live from Mar a Lago. Whoa,
0: <laughs> that was one of those words we banned, John.
3: <laughs> no way, really. I wonder if I could still <laughs> even do that voice. Oh, hot off voice. the press and straight to your ears. Weekly there like it is.
0: That, so ladies and gentlemen, that's the that's it. That's the recording you hear every week. He just did it.
3: Breaking news from the open world of Iron Man. Iron John, Man? tell tell small the future. <laughs> well, uh, I I
2: I think I think this is going to make Sean very depressed. Yes, but here it is. That's there was once more. an open world <sighs> Iron Man game. Mm-hmm. Avalanche Studios, the studio that brought us the Just Cause series. <gasps> I think Chris is a fan of, he likes to tinker with them every once in a while. Uh, they were working on an open world Iron Man game that was canceled back in 2012 hmm. by Marvel and Disney. <laughs> Typical Disney. Uh, <laughs> according they I mean, they destroyed Disney infinity.
0: That's probably about the time they destroyed this game too.
2: <laughs> according to Avalanche studios, co-founder Christopher Sundberg, the game quote was in development for a couple of years. Before it was canceled. According to sunberg, the game had would have been an open world where you would be able to quote, take off and fly oh anywhere in quote. It was also mentioned that iron man would have the repulsor glove ability, making iron man able to punch enemies oh through walls. God. Sounds like a game I'd like to play. And Sean pictured oh in God. VR.
0: Not <laughs> even that. Like it's, it's funny you brought up the VR. It's part of why I'm really missing my PlayStation. The fact that I can't play Iron Man VR, which is a game I really want to play, because I can't play it. You know how that goes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, seeing this made me go, man. Because I don't know about you, Chris, but I immediately think of how good Spider Man was, and how you could be Spider Man everywhere. Imagine, uh, if they could capture I mean, that in a game where you could be Iron Man. Honestly, it's like
2: it's like, it's like Anthem, but bet better. <laughs> it's. I mean.
3: And I could see why they would go with Avalanche Studios just because of the natural progression of Just Cause. You kind of have certain systems already in place that would work perfectly in Iron Man. Um, But I'm guessing this is just a victim of that phase where Marvel and – well, mainly Disney kind of like was reigning in all these projects and going, okay, now that we own this thing, we don't want someone just making whatever, right? And it's only been since about, what, 2015, 2016, that they started opening back up and reaching out to, you know, first, of course, Insomniac, but then Square for both uh, Avengers and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, it, it's a shame. I mean, kind of makes you wish that they would go back to them now and say, hey, do you guys still want to do an Iron Man game? Yeah.
0: Maybe they heard this podcast and be like, yeah, yeah, maybe, True. maybe John, you also would play this game. Oh,
2: I'd punch somebody <laughs> through a wall.
0: <laughs> yes. Like, you Especially know, Chris,
2: oh. like, Chris likes cults. I like punching people through walls. That's just sort of the difference between the two of us. Of course, he probably would punch people through walls in his cult.
1: Yes. I
3: just I like shooting Nazis. I, Who doesn't? And especially Can you imagine
2: you, repulsor weapons against Nazis. Oh my goodness!
3: The other thing that just occurred to me: the fact that these games have so much destructibility in them would be so cool. Like to, as you said, like not just punch a wall, but like you know, be like, oh, there's ten enemies in this building. We're about to rain down hell fire missiles on them. trophies <laughs> and, and just, achievements locked behind that. Yeah,
0: dude, come on, dude, it'd be cool, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. I hate to uh, to, to pivot you know, we always got to between news cycles. We go about what could have been to what may have been occurring. And that yeah. right, Chris?
3: yeah. Uh, Nintendo of America is currently investigating claims of sexual misconduct. According to a statement from Doug Bowser, Nintendo acknowledges the quote media coverage involving claims made about worker conduct. We have strict policies designed to protect our employees and associates from inappropriate conduct and expect full compliance with these policies by all of those who work for us. We have and will always investigate any allegations we become aware of, and we are actively investigating these most recent claims. Nintendo is facing claims from female contractors alleging a, quote, frat house environment with sexual harassment and misconduct. said. Um,
0: Yeah, when I read this story, I read it again and I was like, because I was like, that did say Nintendo of America. And I know that 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 shouldn't be the case, but I almost would, would, you wouldn't hear this if it was Nintendo, of course, in Japan, I don't think. I think it's just a different thing. And I don't know why I thought that. I don't know if that's even a fair comparison, but I don't mm -hmm. feel like Nintendo, whether it be America or in Japan,
3: they're going to put up with this. Uh, And they shouldn't, to be quite honest. Um, I mean, hopefully they do their job diligently and, you know, anyone who's found of wrongdoing is is removed. And if there are any weaknesses within their practices, right, they can come to light and they can make changes and get stronger so that this doesn't happen because it's not just them. It seemed, I mean, you have Blizzard, who was also one of the most beloved who apparently had very horrendous things going on. So maybe it's just something that Well, I, well, well, when was this? <laughs> it was allegations. I'm kidding. But, no, you know. but yeah. I thought about that too, Chris. As soon as I
0: saw this, I was like, wow. Yeah. Last time we heard a frat house term, that was when Blizzard got, you know, and everything seemed to be kind of like as it was reported, kind of. Yeah. In that. So True. You got any thoughts on this, John? You do you good? I know you wrote it.
2: No, I wrote it.
0: He's like, yeah, I wrote no, it.
2: Nothing to say here.
0: Um, I do have some news about Sony being sued. And Ooh. this, I need to know if I need to get some money out of this because, hmm. yeah, you may have seen this on the interwebs, but Sony is being sued for, check this, 5.9 billion. That's with a B like, you know, bill, uh, dollars. Over its PlayStation store prices, with this plaintiff claiming that Sony is overcharging consumers and abusing its position as the main seller of games digitally. According to Alex Neal, who is leading this effort, the quote is, the game is up for Sony PlayStation. <laughs>
3: like That's that. a quote, huh? I just want to read now. Oh, wait, there. I want to read be- The game is up for Sony PlayStation. (laughs) It's Alex (laughs) Neal.
0: According to the lawsuit uh, filed with the competition appeal tribunal on August 19th, consumers have been overcharged for games and DLC as Sony is charging a 30% commission. Quote, with this legal action, I am standing up for the millions
3: and millions
0: of UK people who have been unwittingly overcharged. We believe Sony has abused its position and ripped off its customers. Gaming is now the biggest entertainment industry in the UK, ahead of TV, video, and music. And many vulnerable people rely on gaming for community and connection. The actions of Sony is costing millions of people who can't afford it, particularly when we're in the midst of a cost of living crisis and the consumer purse is being squeezed like never before. That's the end of that quote. Overall, the lawsuit claims that Sony is in breach of competition law by forcing consumers to overspend unfairly.
3: uh, It doesn't make sense to me because I'm like, okay, is he talking about the fact that of every sale that takes place on the PSN store, Sony gets a 30% cut, kind of like how Steam gets a 30% cut or, you know, Apple famously takes... I think something like that too, which of course is why Epic suit them because unless this is just something that's different in Europe where this is, this is what in this, where this uh, take where this is being done is like the UK, right? The UK. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like unless there is like something like where, Hey, you know, if John buys roller uh in America, it's $20, but it's 30% more for consumers in the UK. I don't know what leg this has to stand on. doesn't sound very strong, just at first glance.
0: Well, let's make it the (laughs) rounds. And people, I I said this earlier, if something does come out of it, if there's a ruling in the favor of a gamer, you got to believe there's going to be people in the States that are going to go, do we have any claim in litigation? Um, I I don't know how that works. I've always not liked, I've always, and and you guys have counter-argued this with me, I don't think a digital game should cost the same as a physical game. Um, but you guys are like, the content's the same. I'm like, yeah, but it's a digital no, I'm,
3: file. I'm with you. I mean, I get it. It's done to basically to you know make up loss, right? You're going yeah. like especially for the longest time when you had games being sold at sixty dollars and it was pretty clear the price needed to go up. The best thing that could happen to someone like Sony is be like, Oh, now we get more money off of them because we don't have to pay for the shipping and you know, the case and all this other stuff, right. Artwork, whatever. Um, you know, how much cut we give to a retailer, right. You know, they're obviously making gains on, there's no question about on digital content. That's not the question here. (laughs) It's do they have the right to do it? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Our
0: chat, uh, some of our favorites are saying, yeah, digital games should go on sale more. They should cost less. Sure. Uh, they should at least be at a discount, and then send, and then our boy Psycho, who's joined us again, welcome back, Psycho. He said, "Nintendo games need to go on sale more." I've been saying uh, that forever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that, but yeah, I mean, everybody everybody that plays games, we all wish that we didn't have to pay as much for our games. I just have a particular uh, dislike for having to pay the same price for a digital game regardless of the stuff i get digitally like digital art books bro or whatever i I don't care i don't care i'm still playing the same game and i gotta pay more for it with Mm. less stuff it's crazy
1: john
2: (laughs) uh what are we talking about uh (laughs) yes sony well the guy i i I'm skeptical about his claim because I I don't really know enough about what is what the industry industry standard is. I thought it was thirty mm-hmm. percent uh, across the board. I could be wrong about that, but I don't. He doesn't really make a case to the common observer or the common reader of of of, of these news stories about what exactly is 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 the price gap Ow.
0: here. But My Xbox just hurt me.
2: You know, I think I think I think keeping. I mean. I can sympathize with Sean's argument about the digital games being, you know, a, should should be a different price. Um, but to me, I don't know, digital... Charging the same for a digital game means that publishers and developers have a better opportunity of making more money. Yeah. Well-deserved more money off of something that they have to cut to a manufacturer, they have to cut to a marketing team, they have to cut to the The printer of the paper, uh, for the sleeve that goes in a lot of a lot of overhead gets eliminated so that, you know, publishers and developers can keep more of the profits which they need to make the next God of war because we always expect them to be louder, more explosive, better graphics. And these things cost more money. So to me, to me, buying digitally, it just means that the market's finally sort of balancing itself out with, the cost of all this stuff that's incurred, you get to keep more of that money. Well, I'm unless glad that you approach, brought up exactly,
1: specifically.
0: Yeah. Because exactly. you do realize when you buy this game, if you decide to get like a collector's edition, mm-hmm. right, you get a digital code Yeah, for buying a physical collector's edition. Oh, do you It's really? the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. Because they don't want you trading that but, back in. But you do get a still book, a still book case mm. for a disc you don't have. That is interesting.
3: I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, I guarantee you. it's twofold, right? One, because you have digital PlayStations only. And then two, because if they give you a code, you can't trade that code to GameStop when you're done with it. So it keeps it out of resellers. But, but,
0: and and I saw this in chat. Uh, blurry. Shout out to
3: Blurry, 75
0: for saying this. They can pull that bad boy off the shelves from you. I mean, yeah, and make, make in, in theory, they can take it away from you playing it if they wanted to, because it's digital and they could, in theory,
3: do that. Yeah, but I don't see that being likely. OK, <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're ever going to get like a game that you can just download something as big as that being pulled off. Sure. Online services could be turned off. I, I don't doubt that happening, but like or a
0: cyber attack
3: <laughs> could happen, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Or
2: your USB drive can break, and you have to send it into a and a you welder. Wish you had a PlayStation. Uh, to play. A local welder who can't fix it. And then you <laughs> just dead, welding
0: mask. Hey, bro, this USB's not coming off. <laughs> bro, Could yes, go a little more, you know, subtle on the removal of said USB, please? Just
2: hey, 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 hey. hey, hey.
3: hey
1: what
2: are you doing? <laughs>
3: maybe one of the new awards you Don't
2: just ram it in
0: what yeah go soft you know go I'm unhard
3: maybe one of the awards for this year's game awards will be about the best soldering job i don't That'd know be
0: this guy would sure. maybe not win i don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: you just replaced from now on you just replaced go soft with go unhard <laughs> yeah go
0: unhard bro go like, unhard bro, like jeff keely
2: whoa let's see what he's kind of shenanigans he's up to these days uh the game awards will return Mm -hmm. as if you're surprised uh have no fear the game awards will return for a ninth year on thursday seems like it's been around longer but i guess that's about right december 8th thursday and will be broadcast live from la's microsoft theater as per usual, the show will be live streamed across numerous digital platforms, including YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, <gasps> so that China can watch. Mm-hmm. But and the kids will also include yeah. live showings at IMAX theaters. Dude, we should go to the IMAX. No, we're not. We should gonna. totally go to the IMAX theater. Not gonna I'm happen. Going. It's gonna be around I'm Christmas going.
0: time. I'm gonna be in my PJs.
2: We can you do know? that too. You can be in your PJs. Um, This year, the Game Awards will be introducing a new category, Best Adaptation, that will, quote, recognize creative work that authentically adapts video game intellectual property to other popular media, including Hmm. but not limited to theatrical movies, streaming shows, podcasts, novels, and comic books. It's unfortunate that this category did not come out sooner, otherwise Castlevania would have won this category, hands down. Sure. But it's a pretty cool category. I'd like like to see where it goes. I would like at some point, for Jeff Keeley to get to a place where this can no longer this this no longer has to be experimental that everything starts to get locked in mm-hmm. um, because I think I think at that point <clears throat> not that it's not reputable because he's doing a good job building its reputation but um, just you know trying things differently every single year um, tends to I don't know you you'd never see the Oscars really changing something every single year because it's locked in and it's established that I guess that's really all I'm trying to say. I'd like to get, I'd like to get the game awards to a Oscar type status. And I know more people watch the game awards than the Oscars, just saying, but still um, for, for a matter of, of reputation.
0: We're always, Oh my God. Okay. We're good. Um, For (laughs) (laughs) we always, if you think about it, the last couple of years, we've watched the Game Awards. We we always go. We got sucked in again. It's it's like they have the potential to have something fantastic. I actually have more awards that we see on stage. You know, have
2: I, well, yeah. I'd like to see it be
0: just awards, not yeah. not a new trailer or a new announcement every five <clears throat> minutes.
3: Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's two things at battle, right? One is, it's the problem with the Oscars every single year. Like, there are a bunch of people that give their lives in film, work really hard, and this is a life achievement for them, like that work in sound or work in costume design, whatever. And no one knows outside of really, really hardcore industry, uh, knowledgeable folks who they are and, you know, just like how much their contributions are important to film. Because we at the viewer at home are going, I don't know this guy take your stupid reward, get off the stage, right? And you get that a lot with, with this. Like most people do not even know most game developers, even like the best of them. You know, sure, you have Todd Howard. Sure, you have Kojima who? and, uh, you know, Neil Druckmann and all those kind of people.
0: But I don't know. we're just going to not mention Miyamoto at all,
2: Chris? Or Miyamoto, yeah. I don't know, he yeah, he I don't made know a any, uh, Chris, I don't know any of these people. Well, I don't know who you're yeah. talking
3: about. I know, I'll be by to install your Xbox Series X later. Um, but me, um, bro. <laughs> but uh at the same time, you know, you have a bunch of people that honestly the only reason they're tuning into this is because they wanna hear the announcement of a game they really like, one the big thing, aka game of the year, best action game, right? Or B, more so. They just want to see what's coming next, and they're hoping there's going to be some really memorable trailer moment. Um, well, and you know, I don't know, you know. I don't know how you find a balance between the two. Right. You
0: don't show as many previews. The Game Awards yeah. are about the games that have happened. Have the music from those games. Have the people behind the games. Have the big names like the yeah. Doug Bowsers and the Phil Spencers. You know what I'm saying? Have moments. Have the sure. voice guy who comes on stage and says, boy, to you, you, you just have Sean, that stuff.
2: Sean, you're, you're missing it. It's missing this key element. Have Kojima walk up on stage and
3: slap Keeley. That's all you got to do. He was on stage today. Well, he was on stage. He was in the you're video not today. Right.
0: I totally forgot. <laughs> But first, Keely has to make a joke. Name out your right, mouth. he's got to make mm-hmm. fun of his name. Who, uh, yeah,
3: all that. But you know, I, I do hope like there are certain things he's done very well. Like where the to your point, the music thing. I would love it if he really leaned hard into that every year and like said, whoever the five nominees are for best soundtrack or whatever,
1: mm-hmm.
3: we come in here and we make sure we're performing selections of the, maybe not just a medley right but here go like okay we're, for the next two minutes we're gonna have a performance from the elder scroll or elden ring soundtrack right this is what we're doing because that's on here um and then here's a performance from kirby right that would be awesome and it's it's something that's in the
0: orchestra out there man are you yeah. kidding me
3: i would love it yeah dude
0: it could be it, and that's what we say every year what i'm about to say right now mm. it could be so epic
2: yeah. plus bring the bring the community guy back yeah. I do think it's funny. What, I forget the actor's name, um, but you know, th- that that perf- that performance, that hosting gig seemed to have scarred Jeff Keeley's, scarred him for life because he will not relinquish hosting duties. And and I I, I wish he would because he's not. I, I appreciate everything he's done with the game awards. He's made an amazing show over the past decade. You can't deny that. Mm. But as far as his hosting duties, I think he needs to relinquish that and go to the background. I think, I think that needs to be, he doesn't, he doesn't need to be the face of it. He's not that good at it. Um,
0: yeah, I agree
2: with you to be honest. He's he's not bad at it. Right. And he's certainly not the community guy. I get that was a disaster, but he just, it just scarred him for life and he just won't let, he won't give it up. Give it, give it to, give it to me. I'll do it. Yeah.
3: I mean, there is a good thing they could do where they could, Hand it off to say, like, a Greg, Greg Miller. Miller. Yeah, they could hand it off to
2: a. I'd never, I'd never watch it again.
3: <laughs> you could hand off to various, you know. Jade Raymond.
2: <laughs> Absolutely watch it.
3: Hideo Kojima. Everything is all right. Next up is Game of the Year presented by Hideo Kojima. <laughs> 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 presented by. Oh,
1: <laughs> just, so just, that'd be great.
3: But no, you could, I agree with you. You could do that. I think his, to your point, yeah, that scarred him because it's like, He's worked in this industry so long, has so much respect and, you know, revere for these people and what they go through for gaming mm-hmm. and what they're doing for him. And it's like, then you get Joel McHale basically mocking Reggie Fizzamay to his face <laughs> on camera for the world. You know, I imagine that's probably the biggest moment of shame in his career <laughs> as far as he's concerned. <laughs> but anyways, oh, man. <laughs> it's still, it's good news guys that we're getting, more game awards and there's also good news for uh the steam deck yeah this is wait, pretty good this wait is pretty how good.
2: did you do that how
0: I actually did saw, you do that i actually saw this on the steam
3: store this is good news this was nice yeah. you may have gotten your steam deck a lot earlier than expected i can attest that to a friend of the show who got his last week uh it looks like who was valve it? Who was
1: it? Who uh was
3: it? his name rhymes with Schmeff. really yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like Valve is finally getting a handle on production issues, according to Valve's Lawrence Yang, via Twitter. Uh, a few of you may have received an order email for your Q4 window Steam Deck reservation today. This wasn't a mistake. Production has outperformed our estimates, and we'll be moving more Q folks into the Q3 window. The official announcement and info are coming soon. In the meantime, check your email and visit the Steam Deck website while logged in, and check your reservation just in case it came in early. And if you miss the email, there's a grace period to get your order reinstated. Just make a support ticket. Uh, it was recently confirmed by Valve that production restraints have loosened, allowing orders to be fulfilled sooner than later or than anticipated. It seems like you know the the only one who had something hanging as far as production issues at this point seems to be Sony and from my understanding they're thinking that's finally like wherever they ship their their consoles out of uh, from China and over there like those ports are finally back to actually operating so they can get stuff out and over here and assembled um everything I else
2: it, i can't find quality
3: welders <laughs> everything yeah right they're just going to cut back on that no one cares about welding What? Um, But it seems like everywhere else, like, you know, John, I don't know. Did you really have to work to get your Xbox? Because it doesn't seem like it's too much of a hassle to get one right now. You know, you might have to wait, like I said, like 10, 14 days max. And it seems like you got yours pretty quickly. And I know I'm reading on the other side, like the graphics cards are so in abundance now. And... Nvidia has so many of them a they're delaying the launch of their next series and B, the prices for everything have dropped drastically the last two months like I think you can get a 3080 ti some of them for like 800 bucks now which is just mind-blowing uh to me honestly
0: we just get a steam deck you can get them cheaper
3: yeah or in you know here it is now like everyone probably thought these were going to take forever to get into production they seem to be Kicking them out and everyone who has one seems to be pretty happy with them too. So they're not having like major yeah. issues.
0: The, the pricing goes from three ninety nine to six forty nine, And that really <clears throat> just depends on how much storage you want. And there's going to be a docking station that comes out later. Going to make it very Nintendo ish, but it's going to be playing triple A titles, which is crazy. Plus all of your emulators. You're not supposed to have you pirating sons of. Mm. <laughs> Just, do you guys have interest for this at all? Cause I know we've had, we've had this talk before. I still, it looks really big
1: <laughs> Ever, uh,
0: and it would feel really big in my hands.
3: I think <laughs> I feel like anyone who's out, got one of these, I've, I've not had, I haven't found it. I should say, been, I haven't talked to Schmeff about it yet because I think he was sick this past weekend, but I, uh, as far as like online, it's been something where I haven't seen like some abundance of people going, I have this issue, this issue, this issue. Right. Um, even like it's quirks where, you know, yeah, the fan of course gets very loud. If you're running something that's more intensive or and the battery, isn't going to be great when you're running something like Spider-Man on there versus if we were playing roller drone on there. Um, everyone still seems to be saying the upside is they, they like it. You know, they're willing to look past those issues. Wherever they may have, so
0: yeah, and and switch. I remember it kind of having a delayed battery life. It's gotten better, and people have gotten used to it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's a trade off. It really yeah. is because I mean, you're not take it to go. You're not going to play it your entire car ride or the entire bus ride. You got to yeah. cut it off because bus stops. I mean, it just is what it is. Uh, if you're fans of the movie Days Gone, I'm sorry, the game Days Gone. Spoilers: uh, There's going to be a movie. <gasps> okay, Sony is working on a Days Gone movie. That's right, according to Deadline. Uh, Sony PlayStation Productions Productions is developing the film with an adaptation from X-Men First Class story developer Sheldon Turner. The movie will be produced by Vendetta Productions and PlayStation Productions. According to the report, the movie will be a, quote, love ballad to motorcycle movies. The bike being Deacon's sole form of transportation. Uh, it's good enough for a movie, just not a sequel. Sons of Anarchy, Days Gone. See what we did there? Dude, <laughs> but if like it's like the Mayans, you know, which was a spinoff of Sons of Anarchy, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. We'll see. It's going to be funny. Chris gets up during three-fourths of the movie and goes, this movie should have ended so long ago. I don't know why I'm still...
3: <laughs> it actually it would be funny. And they're like, okay, before we go to this third act, guys, let's go do a bunch of uh, fetch missions real quick. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it will be uh, it'll be much more appealing in, in movie I'm forms. watching
0: it. I'll tell you that much. Despite jokes by our good friend, S10 Draven, who contends that I just don't know how to ride motorcycles. Oh. You know, that's, that's what he contends on a day in, day out basis. That is
3: extreme. Yeah, it's a little harsh, a little hard in the paint. Right. right Mods banned that guy um, along with loot boxes. <laughs> yeah. No love for loot boxes, right?
0: Or Draven.
2: What? Oh, that's me.
0: Yeah, John. Thanks (laughs) for that delay. It's fine. Your mic was muted. It's fine.
2: Is it? No. No. Wow. (laughs) Wow. All right, guys. No loot boxes for Diablo Four. Yay. Yay. Because of of that, Sean. I'm because of that disrespect. I'm gonna read this British.
3: What? You think you can do this? I gotta mute him now. Say Um, pot shot a few times.
2: Pot shot. Let me read this British. (laughs) Blizzard has communicated that Diablo 4 will not include loot boxes and will instead offer a battle pass and cosmetics through an in-game store. <laughs> Blizzard <laughs> Blizzard further confirmed that since Diablo 4 will be a full-price game, that players can spend money on, on if they want to. <laughs> Quote, you will not be able to pay for power. Yay. Unlike Diablo Immortal. Post-game content will be centered around three months, uh, three-month months, seasons uh, with each new season feeling like a fresh start for players. Yeah. Question so, is... I cannot is servers, wait for Diablo 4. You guys want to do a pool and, and, and put some money down on whether you think the f- servers will crash day one?
3: Oh, they will crash day. Oh, 100%. One. No yeah. question. 100%. There first no first question. day done. Yeah. Don't I, even worry about... When's this game come out, by the way? supposed to be first half of next year.
0: Oh, good. I should have a PlayStation by then. Will it come out on Xbox or PC? (laughs) Uh,
3: Sir, you need to buy it on Xbox because Game Pass Day 1.
0: Game Pass Day 1, (laughs) game.
3: But I think um, I like this because I'm not shocked by it. But at the same time, it seems like the natural evolution for a way for them to, A, find a way to make money and, B, evolve what they already had, which is for those who are still playing Diablo 3, um, you know, seasons have been in there for forever. They always offer a cosmetic award for completing them. And so now it's like, oh, hey, instead of just having a couple of things They're that smart, you build man. with your character, now we're going to do the battle pass system. So you have a reason to keep coming back and make your character different. And there'll also be probably
0: some interweaving of other games mm. that are Blizzard properties to where if you buy exactly. this, you get a flag for Diablo or yeah. whatever. They I mean, do that a lot.
3: You know, I want my necromancer to look like Arthas, and I know you do. Yeah, and that's you know. what I'm talking. They know
0: how to do that so well.
3: Yeah. Um, you're not wrong, yeah. <laughs> Chris. You,
0: did, you got any thoughts, John? Before I do the pivot, you're good. I just want it. Did they?
2: No release date, right? Not yet. Uh, Q1, Q okay, Q1 or Q1 two. confirmed. <laughs> put it, put it on Switch, please.
0: That would be dope to be honest with you. I think they could um, if
2: they really wanted to.
0: Chris, did you did you did you lube the throat up? Are you ready cuz this is a big juicy one.
3: Yeah, originally John had this and it was just that that morning there was potential leak was a rumor. of of, of yeah. Sonic Frontiers release date and I was then I was watching Opening Night Live this afternoon. Uh and sure enough the first thing I saw Sonic Frontiers got a new trailer highlighting uh, not previously seen Zones and a formal release date of November 8th this fall. So for those keeping track at home, uh, you've got Skull and Bones, Sonic Frontiers, and then the next day you got God of War. Good luck picking where your money's going to go on that one. Um, but yeah, for those who are unaware, open night live is from gamescom. Jeff Keeley production was about two hours today. This is not everything. I kind of just limited this list to things that were really stood out or else had like release windows or release dates on there. Um, so make sure you go check out cause there's like things like a game from, um, one of the developers from, um, uh, Bethesda that worked on like fallout and elder scrolls. He's got a new game, new companies, but it, yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, Sony announced the DualSense Edge for the PlayStation 5, which will be their new high-performance ultra-customizable premium controller meant to compete with Xbox Elite controller series. Uh, no release window was given, but there are some screenshots you can go see online. Looks pretty cool. It's got all these little tabs you could flip. So I'm sure we'll hear more soon. Lords of the Fallen 2 is now just... The Lords of the Fallen, and will release in 2023. A new Tales from the Borderlands game was officially revealed, and it is called New Tales from the Borderlands. You'll be playing it on October 21st. Dying Light 2, hey, uh, Acid Sugar, who uh, I think he just said he started his new game plus of this this past week or two. Uh, First major expansion is called Bloody Ties, and will be coming out on October 13th. Quiet Dream. Uh, heavy Rain developers have a new game called Under the Waves. It's the story of Stan, an oil company diver in the 1970s who is exploring the depths of the North Sea with an expected release date of 2023, which probably means it's coming in February of 2024. Return to Monkey Island arrives on September 19th, just in time for International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Yeah, see, because they got pirates in the game, Sean. Uh, the I Makers. Joked. This one, I think, friend of the show, Jeff, this probably would have, and also maybe friend of the show, former co-host, Chris, uh, probably would have, I think, made them happy. The makers of Friday the 13th have unveiled their next multiplayer adaptation, which will be Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Anyone remember this movie? I remember this movie. This movie freaked me out. remember that terrible movie. Yeah, it freaked me out as a kid when they would wrap the people up in cotton candy. I was so afraid. Um, it's launching in early 2023 Gotham Knights, John, you must wait less time because now it's been moved up four days to October 21st. So John will have to pick between tail new tales from the borderland and Gotham Knights. I wonder what he's going to choose. Uh, and finally the move that the announcement that kind of shocked everyone, I think no one was expecting, but here it is. Dead Island 2 it's alive. It got a new cinematic trailer and then followed that up with a gameplay trailer. Uh, and the biggest surprise is John's not going to have to wait long. February 3rd of next year is its release date as of right now.
2: There's so much about it that looks like Dying Light.
1: Mm. Yeah. But
2: but I'm still excited to, I'm still excited for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just some notable stuff that was not in this that yeah. kind of hit the John brain. Go for it. Um, was Life of P, which was this like soul, uh, like steampunkish mm-hmm. spin on the Pinocchio story, looked incredible to me. Um, and then was well, something else. Oh yeah, uh, Outlast Outlast Trials got some gameplay footage. Mm-hmm. Looks dope. It's a single player and multiplayer game um if anybody knows anything about me outlast 2 scare the absolute crap out of me <laughs> um so yeah i'm looking forward to those two things but one of the from this list itself i could say honestly what i was most excited about was that sony controller i want to know more i want to <laughs> know when it comes out i want that why thing. why
0: do you need that controller though I i say i'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that up why do you because
2: because there are certain things that i will play. Right based on whether I have access to the Elite Pro controller giving me in other words it's for John having, Rambo having yeah having another controller for the for the other platform gives me gives me more options to have an advantage to play a certain game if I want not only to play with a pro style controller but I want to platinum the game sure, I'm just excited sure. for that additional option um
0: just yeah, because Kinda I think like, it's, I think it's yeah. needed.
2: I, I think they they actually released something similar in the last previous towards the end of last gen, which was kind of a an attachment yeah, the for the PlayStation Four. And everybody thought that, from what I heard, everybody thought that was a really great attachment. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they do here. And no release date that I saw, it looked like just a no, teaser. They
3: just they just showed it. I gotta say I'm I'm happy because you know I feel like. I've had this advantage as an Xbox guy for the last couple of years on PC where I really get the best of both worlds. I get to use the kind of controller I want and I get to customize yeah. it to what I needed to do for a game. And I understand while I might love that kind of controller, there are people out there that love things like the dual sense, right? And they love the, the feel of a PlayStation controller. And it's kind of like, you're always in this place where if you're, especially you're in competitive gaming, you kind of either have to go out there and find a third party. Pri- uh, type of, you know, build like scuff, right. Or you mm-hmm. just have to make do with what you got. Um, which, you know, it, it, it sucks, you know? So it's nice to see that they're finally coming in and saying, Hey, we got you. We'll give you the option that's built to take the most advantage out of our hardware. Right. And make you feel like you're getting the true premium product.
2: The truth is, if I'm being honest about the PlayStation five controller, I would trade a million haptic feedbacks. Mm hmm. For a battery that lasts for six hours.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. Hands down.
2: I mean, I, I keep I keep that controller plugged up at all times, yeah. just like my beehole. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> so I did want to say uh because I understand that some people may not have tied in opening night live as being Gamescon. Mm-hmm. Uh it has started. That was just day one. That's nice. That's what all the big announcements came <laughs> from today. There were some leaks. Sometimes we have new listeners just want to help y'all out. Okay. Um, the most thing I was most excited about, I was watching a, one of my favorite streamers on Twitch and he got the news that there was a Pokemon car in the form of a mini. <laughs> and this car is legit. It's, it, you know, the mini, uh, the mini, like the mini Coopers, you know what yeah, I'm talking man. about? So it's Pokemon theme, but it's also got a projector built into it. So if you park it next to a building, it streams and you can play video games on the wall. Like you can Pokemon watch. on the wall, Come um, on. Sean. <laughs> How there, cool is that? I there's mean, it's one, ridiculous, right?
3: There's one I didn't put in here because it didn't have a release date, but I wanted to tell you because I was like, Sean should go check this out because I got some major Sean vibes from it. And mm-hmm. I can see, John, you might like it too, but definitely here because it, it's called. It was a reveal trailer. Trailer called for uh, Atlas Fallen, and yes. I don't know why the armor to me was giving off some major. Uh, kind of wow vibes to it in a way, just the the way the armor and everything looked, the style of it. But then on the other hand, when you saw these monsters that the the pair are fighting against, it reminded me very much of Monster Hunter. So uh, early, you know, there wasn't any release date or anything. They did show off a little bit of in game engine. It was primarily a cinematic trailer though, um, but definitely maybe keeping an eye on as uh, as time. Well, that one was upon.
0: unique because you use sand. Yeah. At first Sand is your first weapon spoken. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. very dope good stuff coming from day one so we'll see what the rest brings us uh for sure mm-hmm.
2: I did say life of p I meant lies of p
0: yeah
2: because you know p it's milk, fine milk, yeah, yeah it's that's probably
0: it's fun. fine it's fine ladies and gentlemen um if you're wondering are we done we're not done yet but we we do have to do a thing before mm-hmm. we're done
1: Finally, this,
0: this This makes me sad because this reminds me I currently don't have my PlayStation. What do you mean, Sean? Well, new content's coming for Kenna Bridge of Spirits, that game I adored and I actually streamed it one time. Uh, so I, yeah, I miss it. Kenna Bridge of Spirits is getting an update that includes a new Game Plus mode. Uh, the game will receive a free anniversary update on September 27th. Your odds can be put in now to whether or not Sean, the over-under, will he get his PlayStation by then. Which includes a new game plus, charm stones, spirit guide trials, henna outfits, and uh, accessibility features. The game will also be getting, good news for Sean, a Steam release as the game was previously only available on PlayStation and the Epic Game Store. Well, I guess I could re-download it on Epic if I wanted to as well.
3: But there you go. Oh, you played this?
0: Yeah. I really like this did game. Did you cover it?
3: Chris now, did. Chris covered it. Did we? No, we never No, we it. never did cover it because I played, yeah, I've played some, but I can't remember, like, there was other things that that come out and, you know, I was like, I've played this for about five or six hours and, you know, I, I was like. Uh, something did I, get
0: your attention and you moved on. I remember. Yeah, that.
3: and, like, I think it might have even been a game, like, we all were going to play or something. So, it was like, oh, yeah, why not? I'll, I'll come back.
0: But it might be a good time to revisit it.
3: I was looking actually for the first time, you know, every now and then I open Epic, which is where I got this. um, And I was just looking through um, my library for whatever reason today. I was like, oh, yeah, Kena, Kena, whatever it is. I need to go back to that. You can't go back. We got to go back. back. Can't go back. You got to go back. You know what you can't do, though? In the words of Sean wrap this up never should always be safe okay
0: Electronic mail
1: from the future. All the way from
2: the I should pull that stuff up.
0: That's nice. Well, uh, we get so excited about this part of the show, we do title it. If you're watching on Twitch, we call it emails, right? Uh, but it starts off what you bring to the show as the user. We do have, it's funny enough, there's three of us, and there's going to be three emails we read this week, so thank God we're not (laughs) thanos But I got to tell you, I'm a little nervous there was only three. Got to be honest, you guys are regressing. Don't regress. Don't do this. But we do have three, and uh, I just read the last news piece, so I'll read the last email. You guys can divvy that up how you want to and, and go from there.
3: Me or you, John? I will read
2: Alejandro's. Okay. Nice. Gentlemen. Yes. I've been listening to your show for about a year now, and all of the episodes have been, as the kids say these days, bangers. Do they say that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My two-part
2: question is as follows. Looking back on your nearly 400 episodes, Jesus.
0: (laughs) That's crazy, isn't it? Which
2: one do you think was the best so far? 119. What? And (laughs) which episodes make you cringe because it was a train wreck?
0: hmm that's, like, that, that's a great question Can i finish the freaking email? yeah sorry my
2: bad john you keep mother- <laughs> keep up the great work and keep those
0: bangers coming john where was this sent from sent from my ge space saver microwave oven you can get one of those for
3: 49.99
0: nice yeah. <laughs> it's to be quite honest with you it is uh it's very hard for me to answer this question because... No, it's not.
2: Because the best episode you guys ever did, according to you guys, you told True. me when I got back. True. Was that was the best user
0: few- episode, John. No, yeah, that might have been the greatest episode really, ever.
2: That's really not how you guys phrased <laughs> it, uh, because it was designed to make me feel this big. And we already know that I'm already this big. What? What? Um... But I think every uh, every episode we've ever done has been of equal quality. Next question.
0: Boo! That's like saying you don't have favorite kids. You're all lying if you say that. <laughs> <laughs> who's, uh, my,
2: who's my favorite kid? Burgess.
0: Uh, Burgess, of course. <laughs> I think the uh, my what I think was the best episode in recent memory, yeah, the one with the emails that were amazing and they were a response and me and Chris really really did have a that was an amazing episode. I to me when I think of the best episodes it was the first time we went live on mm. Twitch not not in the current format but back when we were in person and they got to see us for the first time we celebrated something. Was it
3: episode its higher episode 50 or 100? It was a big that. deal and
0: it was just kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh the train wreck has to be overcooked I, too. No, I don't know if did this make the air or was this off recording? Who knows? Cause it actually was Thanos. So previous host of the show, Chris, not this Chris, but it was Chris and Chris. And I was on the show. That host told me that if I ever wore this particular get up, <laughs> oh, God, I remember that, <laughs> that he would do something. I forget what it was. So as the joke, we wore it the next time and he had forgot about it. And it was cringy because of the way he acted. It was not the way he said he was going to act. And I remember feeling so uncomfortable, but we went with the bit. I don't think that made a recording and even if it did... You I, think it, m- I it. think
3: it may have, honestly.
0: It, it may have, but... I might, have, I might have,
3: like, edited it in a way, yeah. so, like, you know, the, the initial reaction wasn't heard, and once he realized what was going on, that there was a bit that, yeah. you know, it still worked. I can't remember, because it's been so long. Um, That's what you think. The best episode was the one where I left because I made everyone <laughs> cry.
0: And you made everybody cry.
3: <laughs> no. Um, the best episode, let's see. Well, let's start with the worst. The worst episode is by far the very first episode of Weekly Games Chat because it was two guys that did not know each other and one of them being sure. asked to be the lead host and did not have one damn clue on how to do that and do it naturally. Uh, it's something you kind of got get used to. Right. And I know you guys, I bet you would probably all say the same that your first episode is probably the one that if I played it for you, you'd be like, uh." no, my first
2: episode was in that was in when this show started to get
0: good. I saw an incline. If we had a bar graph, for example, the incline of the,
3: now the best episode though, (laughs) of course is uh, while the worst episode is the first one, the best is the second one because it's the one about Witcher three. (laughs) so you know it by default it wins yeah either that or maybe probably the first time that was dumb enough to get drunk and i had to watch john and sean that was a good episode just watch that there's that there's the one where i accused sean of stealing my uh vape Vape before the show and and i didn't and then i made them record a show in my apartment while i drove to buy a new vape uh we did actually get beer sent to us
0: one time that was gonna be what i said that was a good show Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's interest on people sending us stuff like to a PO box or to us. If you guys ever want to, uh, if, if you I do it, that makes us. Send so us to John's cool. address. Uh, or we'll Wait. I'll either look into getting a PO box or I'll give you my address. I don't care. <laughs> but I don't want it to be like, hey, I, these guys would be really cool if they got to taste this beer I like or whatever.
3: Sure. I'm um, always down to try beer.
0: For sure. John, do you want to read the run from Sean. I'm or reading should that. Sean read the one from Sean.
3: I'm reading the one from Sean. Cause you're, Oh yeah. Cause John
0: ones. just read Alejandro.
3: Yeah. Uh, so this is from Sean, but not like Sean. Cause he spells Sean correctly. <laughs> um, right. So I work nights and it's awesome. Not not two 30 AM and I'm driving home. It's an hour drive. So I usually try to listen to the last half of the show on my ride home and the other half while I stack up dimes. <laughs> That's great. Uh, So I get to the email part of the podcast when you guys read my email. He's got lovey smiley face on here. Totally forgot. I wrote it and I was so excited. I had to pull over and listen to Chris read my email. Hey, you get twice now. Uh, It was awesome. I felt like a kid again and um, I was so excited. Thank you guys for making me feel appreciated. Sometimes just reading someone's stupid email can change their whole perspective. My son is going to be here Friday, so if I can get a shout-out from my baby, Odin James, from the fam, it would be greatly appreciated. Keep doing what you do, brothers. One, keeping it 100. Uh, Keeping it 100.
0: Well, first off, thank you for sending the email. Right, Let's go ahead and make sure we keep sending emails. You make us what we are, so thank you, sir, Sean.
3: Yes. What were you going to say, Chris? Well, first off, shout-out to baby Odin James.
0: Baby Odin James, what's up? I'm right. uh, glad you made it here safe on Friday. Shout out to you. And you got a real cool, uh, this is your, yeah, your son. So your dad is amazing. Now. He like works late and he listens to us. I mean, come on.
3: I really like making people feel like a kid again. Wait, does that sound good? That doesn't sound good, does it? I don't
0: know. Back in the day when <laughs> I was young, I'm not a kid anymore.
3: But yeah, I really like, wait, no, I shouldn't say that.
0: Don't, um, don't say <laughs> I'm actually glad that uh, we don't put you to sleep driving home at 2.30 because that would be terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the email. We appreciate you, Sean. And our final email is uh, it says, don't Thanos my email, please.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: And this is from Proton UW, also known as Kevin. Happy Tuesday, WGC crew. That is that is today of the day of recording. So happy Tuesday to you, boys.
2: Happy Tuesday.
0: Woohoo. Happy Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Uh, uh Oh, you want going to go get tacos after this? I hope you're all doing well. I've managed to progress further in Sekiro since I last emailed. I probably have about 10% of the game remaining. Let's hope that I can finish it before October. That'd be great. Mm. Unlike my last email, I'll get straight to the point. Some of these questions are not game related, but all three of you always provide such interesting commentary. Number one. What is a game that you know so well that you can visually walk through the entire game in your mind? For me, it's GoldenEye on the Nintendo 64. My siblings and I played so often that we use it as a tool to settle disputes amongst ourselves. So I'll stop there because there is another one. But let's stop at question one. A game you
3: know so well. Mass Effect 2. I've played it so many times to get variations into different builds that I could tell you what skills I'm going to get, when I'm going to get them, what guns I need to make sure I pick up, the modifications, where they are, you know, and what needs to be equipped to what to get the most out of it. So, For me, when I, I,
0: really, I first thought about it was World of Warcraft, but particularly the Alliance side. Like, I know those areas ridiculously well. Uh, but I think that's kind of a cop-out. So I'll, I'll leave that there for now. I'll pivot to John if he wants to say a game. And maybe I'll think more of a console-type game.
2: I guess I guess it would be Super Metroid.
3: I knew you were going to say that. This is my go-to <laughs>
2: answer. Super Metroid is life.
3: It's Football's absolutely
0: life. life. I'm going to go with the... Uh, I'm old school. I'm going to say the original Mario. <laughs> there you go. I know everything about that game. I like it. Number two, on a different note, what is a unique restaurant in the southeast, this would be your neck of the woods, that you would recommend to a visitor from out of town?
3: Wow, Izola's. I've
0: heard that Izola's in Georgia is pretty good. Huh.
3: I've heard of Izola's.
0: Izola's. I have not heard. Ho- Where is Izola's, by the way? What city? Uh,
3: it Starts with an R. I only mainly know them because they're on TikTok. Like, every day, you... It, you know, like the guy who I guess handles the, it's like a buffet, you know, kind of three meat type thing, uh, yeah. or three and meat and three. Uh, and yeah, this guy, good old country cooking, and he always puts out on TikTok every morning what's on the menu and shows you it's sitting in there, you know, but, um, I, I guess like this is hard because are we talking about like just a local place we like is it a type of food we should say you should get. I mean,
2: has um, this guy ever heard of Applebee's?
3: <laughs> I was going to say Papa John's like, what's up right. yeah. <laughs> sponsorship <laughs> neighborhood please. bar and grill guys. Uh, <laughs> who wants to go get thrown out of Applebee's? <laughs> um, but anyways, I would say this. If you come to the Southeast, if you're like in the reign of North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, you need to do yourself a favor and get you some barbecue. You're not pork, wrong. Pull, pulled pork barbecue, you know, not brisket. Brisket's a Texas thing, right? Yeah. Get it with the mustard-based sauce. It's kind of our thing. I've never seen it really anywhere else, you know, except around here. And I was going to
0: echo that, Chris. I was going to say, so, like, if you're going as far as, like, say, to Tuscaloosa. There's a place called Dreamland. Dreamland. I was going to tie that into barbecue. It kind of depends mm-hmm. on if you're in Alabama. But it's still, I was also going to mention our local barbecue joints. Yeah. Uh, there's 13th Street Barbecue and there's uh, Country's Barbecue, right? Those are still barbecue I'm recommending. So there you go. I'm echoing what Chris said. Yeah. John, you got one? Um,
2: the Hardee's on.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it well, says John's being funny. Also, if you, if you like come to where we live, we mentioned Dinglewood a lot. Mm -hmm. I think you'd have to try Dinglewood and it depends on if you like pink weenies or not. I'll tell you what to get. Well, I love them. (laughs) You like two weenies in your mouth. What are you talking about? Hot dogs. (laughs) In game.
3: Panic, panic. (laughs) Does John have a local restaurant or thing? A local restaurant. Restaurant or type Uh, of food around here.
0: Do you have been to Atlanta? Is there anything up there that you would recommend? Oh, also down in Florida, while John's thinking, there's a spot, it's a steak restaurant called McGuire's. Believe it or not, it's what you think, right? It's very Irish. The best steak I've ever had in my life. Plus, it's an experience you won't forget. They have a thing called Senate Bean Soup, where they, if you buy a steak, you get the soup for 10 cents, because that's how much it costs to make. And they served it literally to the Senate back in the day. Hmm. There's a moose on the wall that if a song plays, it says, kiss the moose, kiss the moose. Guess what? You can go kiss the moose. So there you go.
3: Also in John. the chat, someone said Waffle House, and that's just true.
0: <laughs> Waffle House is a must in the southeast. <laughs> also, I mean, you probably don't have Crystal,
3: right? I gotta Close.
0: be honest. Try a Crystal, <laughs> John. <laughs> that's a John, that's a southeast place. Like I know, uh, but you remember the last time you and I went to a Crystal? No. Oh yeah, you. I had COVID. It almost killed you.
2: Oh, no. Man. Oh.
0: Yes. Well,
2: you and I. You and I pulled up. We parked, and as we got out of the car, there was a lady. Wretching out of her car <laughs> into the parking lot going yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah
2: yeah yeah i didn't forget that um
0: and we have we don't go we don't go there anymore do we no because you hate me bonus question or actually did you say files is that your answer out of your world travels i don't have any answers john doesn't eat food um chipotle <laughs> what a burger uh, <laughs> bon. Whataburger's legit, but bonus question. Plus, what are your preferred sports table arrangements in a restaurant? Hmm. Like what I mean is booths, freestanding tables, high stool bars, bar seating. Uh for the record, I'm a booth person, but I'm okay with tables as well. I really dislike high stools or high tables bars because the seats are often uncomfortable and awkwardly balanced.
3: I, I'm kind of it depends. If it's not too hot, I do like being outside. Um, I don't, you know, <laughs> it, It's nice to sit outside and drink a beer, but otherwise, I mean, honestly, unless I'm meeting a lot of people, I'm probably going to sit at the bar. You know, It's like when I'm at CBC, I literally have a plaque with my dad's name on it, and I sit in that chair at the bar every time I go in there.
0: Harse in the chat for Chris's dad. What's up? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm more of a booth person unless there's more of us than we go table. Hmm. I, I very rarely go to bar or high top table if possible, because I have short people in my family. John, preference? No. John doesn't like food. We're going back to that now. Thanks, John. Uh, enough food chatter. Uh, Proton, aka Kevin, says, "Keep up the great work, gentlemen. I love the show best." And that is from. Excuse well, the me. Reason the reason I
2: don't, I reason I don't have a preference is because I'm tall. So the height never bothers me. I don't have a bad back. So the so the
0: seating arrangements, whether it has a cushion or not, doesn't bother me. You gotta understand. As, as long
2: as the food is
3: here,
0: yeah. That's what I was gonna say. If John's arms can get on the table and he can get the hunch on, he needs like
3: his <laughs> he needs his shoveling motion to be you know continuous. That's all. He Here's hears the deal about.
0: too. John doesn't really talk whilst eating, um, but he will eat and then talk. Yes, the food will be gone before you know it. Uh, But no, we love you, Kev. Thank you so much for the email. We appreciate you. And ladies and gentlemen, this is your reminder that if you want to send us an email, I don't think I did that initially, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. We also, of course, we're on Twitter, right? We do things like, you know, retweet things a lot. Uh, If you want to find us there, we're at weeklygameschat. And let's see. Oh, we got a lot of follows this week. I got to be honest. Um... Who is this? Oh, no. Oh, no. If you guys remember last week, this actually just made me sad. Uh, we, we tweeted out about Tiny Cat, right? Tiny Cat made it through their first night. Do you remember that? And mm. we tweeted out. I think I told you guys on air about Tiny Cat. Um, Tiny Cat uh, passed away later that night. Well, sad to hear. Um, or no. So that was, yeah, later that night. So hearts in the chat for the short life of tiny cat. And I really hate that. I just read that right now. I don't like seeing stuff like that. <laughs> um, acid queen, by the way, asked for any suggestions. Oh, I'm sorry. No acid sugar said, is it wrong? This was funny uh, that I want subtitles on my audiobooks. I thought that was a funny take because it's an audiobook, right? right? Um, so there you go with that. That's how our, uh, our good friend uh, Acid Sugar thinks out loud. Hmm. Um, uh, shout out to John. We had a Hyper Panda said uh, to our last week's episode uh, that keep up the good work. Tuned in yesterday, I guess here, possibly. John was looking good. That was when you had your button-up shirt with no undershirt. Your little chest hair was showing. Remember that?
3: Mm-hmm. I remember that. Now he's got a t-shirt under there. Yeah, remember you were an author <laughs> or I could, or
0: a field reporter?
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, then
0: we got a recommendation um, from our good friend at Mr. Madsian. Um, so uh, basically, there was, a, I think, a podcast that put or something ended, and there was a recommendation for who to listen to now. Um, so this is the review. I highly recommend at Weekly Games Chat. There are three friends who like to talk a little bit about sports. Current events and most importantly, video games. It's the only other video podcast that I found that is as enjoyable as the one that ended, and that was Video Games Weekly. So, because of that, we did get some followers. And and look, thank you, Austin, for that. Like you have, we can't control that you say that about us, and it means a lot that you actually do that for us. It's appreciated. So, thank you. So, thank you very, very much. We got a bunch of new followers that we're going to call out real quick, guys. Been a while since I was able to do this. Shout out to at Josh of uh, Vand. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I, I don't, if I butchered your name, please don't be mad at me. Um, there's a lot of V's in there. I wasn't ready to say that, but we're going to follow you back. He's like, um, it's not
3: the first time. It's yeah, it's, it's time. probably fine.
0: We'll just call you Josh Van. How about that? How about that? Uh, at Aaron bliss, 33. Thank you for the follow following you back. Um, that's what's up. You're Minnesota born, Minnesota. eh? Uh, at Sean Wick three, thank you so much for the follow. Following you back at Hoon three one eight. Thank you so much for the follow. At Bob loves cheeseburgers. Nice, I love cheeseburgers too. Thank you for the follow. Following you back, Keith be gaming. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for the follow. Uh, following you back. Uh, I love that. <laughs> I got you know. Sometimes I read these. Keith says I be gaming, bruh. Nintendo Switch lover, avid Pokemon player, Mario Kart fade slider. Follow me on Twitch, Keith B. Gaming. We just followed you back, Keith. What's up? And also to at um, S-A-H-D bod. If you're wondering what the S-H-A-D stands for, I'm pretty sure it says stay at home dad. So at stay at home dad bod. Thank you so much for the follow following you back. You're just a stay at home dad who lives the indoors this time of year, which is all the times of year. Uh, we're gonna pivot over to our weekly game chat Discord section where there are emails. It looks like, and I'm gonna try to make this quick. Uh, let's see. When was 8:19? When was 8:17? Let's look at the thing. Was that last? Uh, that was last Wednesday. So I can read. So it looks like Yuri has a a couple going through. This is from Yuri. A, Yuri likes to do this through the Discord. You need to be a part of the community. We got you. Yuri says, going through the rest of the episodes from this year and I get to the power wash simulator episode. I have to say it sounded pretty ridiculous idea for a game, at least. But then I went to watch a YouTube video of a playthrough and I have to agree. It is strangely satisfying, as pointed out by many. One criticism from the quick review is that there should be a dirty puddle of water under the vehicle, especially since you are washing in the garage. That makes sense. I have a small power washer, which I only use on my car. So this gave me an idea to try to clean some more stuff around the house. Game on. Game on, Yuri. Game on. Uh, Tara, I don't know what this is in relation to, but said mine would be that man's girlfriend. What does that mean? Context, I don't know, but there it is. Uh, Psycho sent us an email on the 19th and it, uh, as of today as, as well. So here we go, Psycho. Uh, I haven't written in for a good while. No, you have not, sir. But I'm curious to hear what y'all have to say on this matter. I've been campaigning for my friends to join me in Splatoon 3 once it drops, but none of them really want to. We are all primarily Xbox gamers, and we've never attempted going beyond that. Hmm. When we talked about it last night, that was as of that writing on the 19th. My friend said, Nintendo doesn't really make it easy to play online. That got me thinking. Is he right? Like, yeah, I know Nintendo targets the stereotypical mom-dad-two-kids-household for couch co-op multiplayer, but is my friend right in implying that Nintendo doesn't care about online play? Even though most fans who buy their games want online play?
3: I don't know if they don't care. They're just not very efficient at it compared to the two competitors.
0: Because here's the thing. If you play Mario Kart online, Mm. Once you kind of are online, it's pretty awesome. Sure. The only thing that they kind of suck at is being able to converse with your friends by not having a, not having a peripheral device. Well, right? that,
3: then it's like, it's clear they've had to make limitations for s- certain games just because they can't handle the bandwidth or whatever, you know, whether it's the switch or more likely just their own servers where it's like, we have to be like, okay, Hey, if you want to play Mario Strikers online, you can't do three V three or four V four. It's only two V two, right? If you want to do smash bros, you can't have it where it's, you know, the eight player rumble Bros. I believe it's just like four players max. So, you know, those, those are limitations that they've just had to make for whatever reason. Um, that you can do locally in these games, but you just can't do on there. So that's the part that kind of sucks, but I guess the hope will be maybe whenever their next version of the switch comes out, which might be in the next year or two, maybe it will allow them to have a better system that they can maybe take more features of, of online gameplay and move to the next level with it. They've gotten better though. Yeah. I mean, and and great.
0: when Splatoon came out, they if you remember, they marketed it as a, you know, like esports title. Like yeah. they showed people playing Splatoon at an esports type event. I think they want to do it. I think they are more than stereotypical mom dad thing. Uh they're just not quite where everybody else is now. And that that's always kind of been a thing. But I would I would listen, John, and, and you may you may have heard this already, but John is very excited about Splatoon three. Hmm. I'm excited about Splatoon 3 for some reason. We're already going to dominate and, you know, destroy everybody. So maybe we we tee up with you.
2: I just got to remove Chris from my family so he can't play online with us.
0: Uh, and Psycho's live in chat right now. And he says, my thing is that Splatoon 3 seems to be the reset point as they're finally putting some serious effort into being able to play with friends.
2: Not only that, but Salmon Run is not just a time time to play. Like it's nonstop. You can play it at any point because mm-hmm. Salmon Run used to be something that would be available at certain times,
0: like an event. Other,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, this, so it's not. It's, it's nonstop. You can play it at any time.
0: So as I told you, Psycho had two emails. This one was sent at five forty eight today. This might have been when he he left our Twitch chat for a little while. Um, um,
2: are we gonna read War and Peace while we're at it?
0: What? <laughs> what? That is mean, John. Psycho is a he's a local fan of the show. And you sir, you know what?
1: He's just. He, I'm gonna.
0: I'm gonna ask for a pass on my friend John. He's got Wait, a T-shirt is he, on. Is he watching now? He's right now. Way to go, hey, But uh, Let me throw another one in here. Now that ONL is done, in my opinion, this was better than the SGF kickoff, but it still wasn't that great. What do you think, Jeff Keighley needs to do to make his shows more exciting to watch? For me, he needs to drastically decrease the length. Having a two hour show is pointless if an hour and 15 minutes of a space themed turn based card RPG games. Stop wearing <laughs>
2: sneakers with a tuxedo?
0: True. I don't uh, make Punkhead you- quickly, hold up, Chris. I'm no. sorry. I'm not. You could get this point in, but this is funny. Punkhead immediately said, My friend wants to know what ONL and SGF are. <laughs> That's uh, funny. So ONL is uh, GamesCon, Com, sorry, opening night live. SGF is Summer Games Fest. And if we abbreviate T G A, that's the game awards. So there you go. I
3: don't know if there's like some perfect thing, like he's never gonna be able to give you Sony 2015, (laughs) Sony 2016 events. He just can't do that doesn't exist, first off. You have to realize this. And two, unlike someone like Microsoft and Sony, he's gotta finance whatever he does. He's got to find a way to sell it, which means he's got to have ads in there. He's got to reach out. And if he wants things from, say, like Epic, where if they did have like a new game and he wants it revealed there, well, then he's got to cater to them and be like, hey, here's the latest update for Fortnite. Because if you're Epic, if you're like, well, if you're not going to help us with what is our biggest product and makes us the most money, why should we help you with this big exclusive that we would give you that would give people more hype. So it's like a balance between the two that he can't win. I would like to see shorter shows. I'm I'm with you, but like you just kind of got to go in and say, yeah, you're already in a world where everyone's divvying up and taking their own little pieces of the puzzle for themselves and putting them out routinely through the year instead of holding them for one or two events of the year. And then, you also have a bunch of things that you would want to put in front of a bunch of people because they are, as you as a company, what make you the most money. They are what you depend on.
2: What's the so. selling point of the Oscars? Trailers. <laughs> the selling point of the Oscars.
3: Yeah. is the award the best song?
2: <laughs> content or, content yeah. that already exists. Yeah, yeah. And the selling point of the Game Awards is content that one day will exist. Right, sure. and sometimes doesn't. And, and to be honest with you, if, if, if you were to... I'm, sh- I'm, I'm wondering if Jeff Keeley's ever done this, or if not, why he hasn't done this. Mm-hmm. Um, polling the audience, or at least people after the fact who've watched it, why did you turn it, tune into the Game Awards? And I, I guarantee you that no more than 20% are tuning in because they give a rip about whether God of War won Game of the Year, or whether Breath of the Wild Probably right. won Game of the Year. They're watching it, because they missed out on E3 or E3 didn't happen or they simply want to know <laughs> when the next Skyrim's coming out Elder Scrolls, sorry. I sounded I sounded really uh uneducated there. It happens.
1: Damn.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm, I'm I'm really uh, I'm I really need to work on my ability to
0: suck the air out of a room. I, I don't know where I <laughs> It
3: just
0: like, what did I say that just sort of... <laughs> well, you were mean to one of our fans who write into us and said they were writing a novel and then you spoke about a novel's worth of words. I'm kidding. I, I, stand, I stand
2: by my statement.
0: Uh, Acid Sugar today wrote in at uh, around 6 o'clock. I don't know why I tell you guys the times. It doesn't matter, but I do. First, Acid says shout out to the host for always putting on an amazing show and pleasing all the Richards. That's right. Thank you, Acid, for everything you do for us, and we don't mind putting on an amazing show for folks like you, for sure. Second, I want to shout out my buddy who is an independent developer, Team of One, and if you want to follow him on Twitter, it is at Blue Key Games, who released his first game demo on Steam. That's a pretty big deal. Mm. The game is called They Came From Dimension X, and it's a first-person shooter, horror, that likes to play with gravity mechanics. Anyone with a less than decent PC should be able to check it out and feel free to leave them some feedback. Thanks in advance for any support shown, you wonderful Richards. And if you go to the Discord in the email section, there is a link to the trailer. Um, It looks like it's from the Steam store and it's going to be releasing next you know, 2024 is where they're shooting for. But this is, we now know somebody who knows somebody. You know what I'm saying? So that's what's up. Uh, Yuri threw in one more. So here we go. This should be the last one. Throwing in one more at the 11th hour. You just made it in. I just got Control Freak performance grips for my PS5 controller, and they feel great. There you go. Anybody was thinking about getting those, you got a, a a plus, you know, from Yuri. Also, Skull & Company skin. CQC and FPS Thumb Grips grip set, and I'm loving it. I got both almost I got both almost blind after glu- Googling a bit, and both were top on several lists. My question is, do you use any grips, and what's your personal experiences and preferences? I do not. I do not.
3: Yeah. John mm-hmm. is shaking his head no, Gary.
0: John's saying no. They both use fancy controllers
3: yeah. that have
0: back back buttons. I don't use those either. My brother has to get his uh, controller grips every time they run out. He's got to get new ones. Hmm. Hmm. So there you go. You guys brought some content to the show. That's what's up. Uh, Let me go ahead and lean on back. Nah. Go ahead and end the show properly. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 370 of Weekly Game Chat. Uh, We appreciate you listening. Wherever you find our show, please make sure to leave us a review so kindly. We appreciate it. So other Richards like yourself can find us. Thank you to everybody who tuned in on twitch.tv Weekly Games Chat to join us. Shout out to the chat for hanging out with us the whole time. Uh, If you want to write an email, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Weekly Games Chat. And of course, we have a wonderful Discord full of amazing people that come together and talk all things video games. Uh, at this time i usually look to my buddy john and my buddy chris i tell them both how much i love them and to both uh, game on
3: uh game on sean and uh game on john
2: game on sean game on uh see chris chris yeah. game on
0: peace out everybody
3: <laughs> your mom's box bug life